Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Barrick BMW has a range of pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. BarrickBMW.com.au Robot Building Supplies. Robots got it and deliver. RobotBuildingSupplies.com.au The Run Home with Andy and Josh. Yes, it is, and it's great to be here on this uh, very wet uh, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, If you happen to be listening to us up in the New South Wales area, uh, good luck up there. There's going to be a whole lot of rain coming and hitting parts of the world that don't need... Uh, any more torrential rain, JJ. And I know there's a huge race meeting up there on the weekend that might be under some sort of threat, which is very secondary, may I say, to those who have had their fair share of um, weather-related troubles in the not-too-distant past. So if you are up in that neck of the woods tuning in via the app, um, all the best. We wish you well. How are you, big man? Oh, well, how are you? Yeah, good. Just going to start the show standing up for... A little while. What's wrong with you? The bad hammer and tack, have you? Just like to stand up. Mix it up a little bit. Mm. Why not? Jack Bowes is going to Geelong. Well, he's chosen Geelong. Wow. Has he? Yeah, he has. Has he? Yeah, that's been reported. So who's um, reporting that? uh, Was it which one? Who was Cal Cal and Mitch are both reporting that he's so came down here yesterday. Two of the facilities are Hawthorne Essendon and Geelong, and took the um, experiences he had. with each of them home last night, sat on it for a night, spoke to the people that he loves the most, and it's now being reported that he's chosen Geelong, which you is know, all, all I can say, to, particularly to the crew out the back who were uh, keen to get him, yeah. <laughs> Gee, you're a lousy bloke. Is there, do you have yeah. any, you have, clearly have no issues with it because you're a Geelong man, and why wouldn't you want to go to Geelong, but... I imagine there will be some people going, come on, this is not right. How does this happen? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. if you want to um, respond. It's not official yet, but it is now being widely reported that Jack Bowes and the Pick 7, I should say the Pick 7 and Jack Bowes are heading off to Geelong. So if you've got a view on uh, on that, does it sit comfortably with you that the Premier can, you know, Cop an $850,000 a year if that's the way they want to do it. They'll probably spread it out over three or four, of course. But they get they can carry that on mm-hmm. their books and pick up pick seven after one of the most dominant uh, home and away seasons and finals campaigns we've seen for a little while. Uh, how does that sit with you, folks? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 I mean, it's... It's great for Geelong. Well, of course. Fantastic. And good on. They, they balance their books up and... They've got the space to cope with his money. And well, I think at the end so of the of day... Well done to Geelong. Like, it's enormous. At the end of the day, you can look at... Well, you can focus on what you think shouldn't happen, but the, the reality is the Cats have found a way to to be able to fit him mm. in. That's mm. <laughs> amazing. And, and, and that's, the, that's, the, that's the nuts and bolts of it. It is. They've no, found no. a way to fit him yep. in. Now, you know, there's, whether there's players playing for less or taking pay cuts to make it happen or whatever it is, they've found a way to make it happen. And also, Andy, 
they've been able to convince him that their club is his best option. Yeah. So we would do we were having And that's that's yeah. that was probably the hardest part. So we were doing this before we came on here. We were sitting around going, well, when, when will Jack Bowes let us know? We're sort of speculating about the whole thing. And uh, it did seem to have come down to those three clubs. There might have been another who'd been chipping away prior to yesterday, and they were in the mix. But it looked like it had come down to the three. And it, providing that no one was adding any money to what he's earning, right? let's just say it's the, the $1.6 million that is left owing to him by virtue of his Gold Coast contract. Mm. Let's assume that no extra money is added on top of that by any of the three clubs. So it's just how they're going to stretch it out, what, two, three or four years, whatever it is. Um, what's the best fit? What would have been the best fit for Jack Bowes out of Hawthorne, Essendon and Geelong? And that's the order I went. I thought if, if Bowes still wants to play, you know, senior footy and as much as he can at a club that feels like it might fit his age profile and... Um, experience profile the best. It felt to me like Hawthorne was the be- the best fit. So I had Hawthorne one, Essendon two, and Geelong honestly a distance distant third. I-, I don't know how he sees himself fitting into that Geelong lineup, but good on him for backing himself and clearly believes he can play some footy at Geelong. Absolutely. So. Uh, the thing I will say is we've never seen a we've never seen and this is jumping ahead a fair bit, mm. but we've never seen. Uh, premiership teams look exactly the no, same two no, years in a row. No, We've right. never seen any team ever look the exact same two years in a row. So you can say Jack Bowes has potentially, you know, in your mind, made it harder for himself to to get games of footy. But he'll he'll be one of probably another six or eight young cats players who who who, who are in the same mm. situation. Mm. Who also think, well, hang on, I can. I can make. I can go past. I can go past one of these guys. Mm. I can go past Zach Tui. I can go past Reece Stanley. I can go past Gary Rowan, Jake Collajasny. I can go past these guys. So there's there, there is two sides to yeah, the to, yep, the, to yep. the situation. No, there's no doubt. And good on him. And I'm a Jack Bowes fan. I, I I think as a player when he's fit, Jack Bowes, particularly once he'd sort of gone back and was sitting off the off the square. I thought he played some. Um, pretty good footy for Gold Coast. His head's up, and um, you know he's clearly a, a he's got a good and high football IQ. I think based on what I've now that could be completely wrong, but based on what I've seen of him, when he's been able to play uh, close to his physical best, I, I think he's um, I think he's displayed you know enough to suggest that he's a, a player of, of some quality. But um, his body's letting down recently, and he goes to the best side in the competition, uh, and one that with Tanner Bruin coming and perhaps Ollie Henry. Uh, and pick seven, um, they're only going to get better. So we wish him well. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Corey Homicide-Williams jumps in after four. Zane Cordy, who's now a saint, a he's going to join us on the show. We'll have a chat to the Brick Loan boys about what they've got uh, in their fridge a little bit later on. There's a heap of other stuff to get to uh, on the way through today. We're here for Robot Building Supplies. Robot's got it and Berwick BMW. Berwick BMW pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. Hopefully the uh, voice holds up today. Just a little bit of a uh, something in the old uh, Gregory Peck that's a little troublesome. Hopefully I don't pass it on to you, great man. Jeez, it's already that's, gone. That's, it's gone. That's nah, all right. We'll get through. I think we'll get through. What's the who's the race caller? Oh, it's gone. Who's the race caller? 
<laughs> we might need a Jay-Z. bit. No, I don't think I'll get through this. <laughs> it's, it's gone, eh? No, we'll be right. We'll be right. Tony's in Avondale. Woke up this morning with a sore throat, and it's uh, not getting any better. Uh, Tony's in Avondale Heights. Tony, how are you, bro? Good, boys. How are you? All good? Yeah, All good, good, man. What do you got? Yeah, okay. I've got... Now, Essendon, I'm an Essendon member for the last 25 years, right? Yep. Now, it's not a debacle. It is what it is. It's happened. We caught it in the nick of time. What I'm saying is, instead of bringing James Herbert, look, I love him. He's a legend. And I love Kevin Sheedy. But I think Essendon's going to steer a little bit away from our, 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 our Essendon, the Essendon people. We need new people in the club. Like, we've got a new coach, a new president. Now, as a CEO... I believe, I think someone like a Brendan Goddard, would be, he's got a good brain of football. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. As a, he, as a CEO? No, as a football oh, brain. A football he, brain has yeah. a, he has a very good football brain. Yep. Absolutely he does. Yep. But no, no, he has Tony. Yep, next. As a CEO? Next. Yeah, as a CEO, you don't think he'd be good? I, well, he hasn't, has he spent a minute as a as an administrator of any <laughs> type in his entire life? Um, like he, oh, okay, Tony. Tony's James Hood. Who's James Hurd? James Hurd hasn't either. Now, all the Essendon people want James Hurd to come back as a, as a CEO. Even, even Sheedy put his hand up. I don't think... If we're going to go down that road, then don't have anyone that's got no experience and bring someone who has experience. No. Well, no, no, no. Let's... let's if we're Essendon, let's get someone with the relevant experience and... Uh, the know-how, and let's let's get the right person. Let's let's not be putting uh, Brendan Goddard in as CEO. Let's definitely not be putting James Hurd in as CEO. There's, I'll think about this. There's one out there, a former Essendon player in his. He'd be, I imagine, he'd be in his early forties now. Got a startup company going very very well. High quality individual, high moral. In the, is he in the hospitality industry? No, no. He's in the financial sector. Uh, played, geez, he would have played 200 games, I reckon. I've just been speaking to a couple of people about this in the last few days, and I don't know whether I should go with his name just yet. Um, I'll just just let me have a think about it. But there's one out there, I reckon, who fits the where I think where Essendon are and where they want to get to, uh, and stuff they want to avoid fits it like a glove. I'll, I'll just let me have a think about it before I um, go with it publicly. Uh, Muhammad's in Newport. A lot of people want to have a chat about Jack Bowes uh, and the fact that uh, we're getting some reports, Muhammad, that he's chosen Geelong. So they get they can carry the 1.6 over whatever timeline they want and they get pick seven. And they are as dominant a team as there is in the competition right now. How does that sit with you? Nah, they're not dominant when Collingwood plays them. So this is what's going to happen. Graham Wright, <laughs> hear me out. Okay. Ollie Henry to Geelong. We take pick seven and Radagalia, and we give them back uh, pick 25 that we get for Grundy. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah, no, it's... Um, so what do you go? You went pick 17, Ollie. He's got mm-hmm. two years, and he's a better than a goal-a-game player in two years. So he's had two years in the system, so he's got to be a better player now than he was when he was drafted. He's drafted a pick 17. Pick seven for Ollie Henry, that's... Um, pick seven? I, I don't... Yeah. Well, you think it's a bit steep? That's not happening. Why not? No, no, that's not happening. Well, I, and look, I don't know anything. I, I don't. Andrew no, you're Mackie's not Andrew giving Mackie. Me the Andrew, you are not Andrew Mackey. Lemon and Sars, since I've been trying to get a hold of him to come on Trade Radio or on this show. Uh, no, that won't happen. Why not? Ollie Henry for pick seven. Okay. Was he pick seven eight? He's pick seven eight. Yeah. Is he a better player now than he was then? 
Yeah, of course. Okay, so yeah. why wouldn't you get him? He's got, so if he was a draft number. Because people, you know how it works. Then clubs. You're drafting him for pick with pick seven now. Imagine he was in the draft year this year. He's still a young man. He's still a teenager. I, I don't disagree with you. Pick seven for you. Ollie Henry. Take that. I, I wouldn't mind that voice dropping out right oh. now. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. But on, on, well, why are you on, disagreeing with me? On, because I'm telling you what I think will happen. Not what, what you and I think sitting here in the studio. I'm telling you that what's going to happen. I don't think that I am very, very confident that Ollie Henry will not be traded for pick seven. Okay, well, what will he be traded for? Something else. <laughs> what? So between pick seven and pick seven, eh? Or do you think that he'll go? He'll fall the number. Do you think it'll be a greater number? I would not be surprised if he goes for seventeen. Is, well, I don't know. I haven't got the um. Dickie, the is is that what Geelong's got? What have they got in their hand at the moment? Have you got that in front of you? I had it. Have a look. I had it. Yes. Greg's in Epping. Uh, does it sit comfortably with you, Greg, that the Cats ain't good on, and we're not potting Geelong here? It's more the system that uh, comes under question at a time like this. Um, are you okay with Bose um, finding his way to Geelong? Well, I've got a couple of points to make around it because I'm an Essendon supporter. So the first one I'd say is any chance of him coming to Essendon was probably shot with what's happened there in the last two days. So why would you come to our club? And the yeah. Yeah, I, I, and the yeah. other point, the other point I want to make is how can anybody believe that a the due diligence was done on the new CEO when any of us could have done a better job on Google? And secondly, the process for... I don't disagree with our new coach coming in. I, I think he'd be great. I would have preferred Adam Uze. But don't tell me that we uh, interviewed him on a Thursday afternoon and three hours later he's the coach. In an in a extensive process that we went through, he was only in the, in the house for about three hours before we appointed him, much like the CEO. So the elephant in the room is the new president has made colossal mistakes in his first three or four weeks and needs to go. The whole the whole board that approved this needs to go. Kevin Sheedy's the elephant in the room that needs to be shot and put out the pasture. Oh, and I think that's what Essendon's got to do. I love Kevin Sheedy. I love James Bird. But I think those two are good for our club going forward. Thanks, Greg. Some colourful um, characterisations in there, of course, just a manner of speaking. But... Um yeah, no, that, look, the, the Prez, who is a very good friend of mine, and I've got enormous regard for him, um, and I'd back him to get through this, but it's not up to me, is it? It's up to Essendon people to mm. um, weigh all that all that up, and th- they will they will sort of drive their club in the direction they want it to go. But, no, he's had a couple of um, bumps in the road in the last couple of weeks, but um, he'll, he'll put his head down and keep working until someone says, uh, you're not working here anymore, and that's the nature of the man. So... Um, yeah, yesterday was embarrassing for them. There's no doubt about it. But there's more to it than the Google stuff. And I, I think there's a, it goes a bit deeper than that. There's, if you put yourself in their position, and I'm not fighting the fight for him, but Ernst and Young, they go through the headhunting process. They recommend Andrew Thorburn to the Essendon board. The Essendon board do their own independent um, checking, which is ringing the five referees that were on the Thorburn resume. Um, and but all you do, of those... You, you, you ring more than them. No, no, you should. Of course you should. And, and I think they would have been expecting that Ernst and Young would have ticked all those boxes 
Um, now, now, look, it's a blue. I'm not. I'm not defending him. I don't even. Oh, yeah, hope all, she's a blunder. It's a massive blue, and we talked about it. We we were on here yesterday when the news broke, and it's a massive. We woke up yesterday morning. I mean, when we got together at one o'clock yesterday afternoon, there or thereabouts, he said he got he's got to go, and four he hours did. later he was gone. Five was hours gone. later he's gone. So, in between a pummeling that you and I took on. Well, that's okay. That's what people do, you know, and it's continued <laughs> It today. was good fun. Yeah, no, well, it is, unless people are just um, irrational about the whole thing. Uh, Carl's in Wodonga. Uh, the Jack Bowes, Carl, give us your thoughts. Um, yeah, how you going, guys? Good, mate. Um, yeah, um, look, I don't, I don't see why. I mean, credit to Geelong for having all the right people in the right spots and being a fantastically run club. I mean, I'm a Carlton fan and we haven't had people in the right spots for years. I think we have now. Um, why would should they be punished for being the best run club in the competition? No, no, no. I agree with you, mate. No, no, no one's suggesting they should be punished. It's, it's whether we have all of these systems in place, don't we, to equalise the competition, um, and they don't seem to be working. They do. They really do. Yeah, not, they oh, really don't. This seem one, to, this one sits. To be it sits. This sits differently, though, doesn't it? It's the first time we've ever seen mm. the situation for a start, mm. and 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 I agree with Russell. You can't punish the cats. No, no, it was Carl. Was it Carl? Carl, I believe. Was it? That was Carl in Wodonga. Oh, sorry, Carlos. We, we will. Carlos? We will. He's very quick at taking the names off the screen. Yeah, he's just uh, very quick to move on. Will good, nice place. There Wodonga he used to play against the Wodonga Wolves as a youngster. Not about you. He used to give him the business. It's too. Not about you. What about uh, you today too? A, bloke, a young bloke walks in today and goes. In fact, it was Will who's filling in for Leo today. He goes. Did you play against Port Melbourne last year? No, I didn't. What about the year before? Oh yeah, I did. Kick five in the first quarter. Nine oh. for the game. <laughs> Jeez, you're not bad, are you? Anyway, what are you saying? Well, how, how would I know now? Oh, you, that's how flimsy your no, train of thought is, it? No, no, well, what was I saying? Uh, well, you're talking about yourself. He you used to beat up on no, the Donga Wolves. No, well, you shouldn't. So this no, is a no unique punishment. situation. No, I'm saying punish Geelong. So you can't punish the Cats for 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 being able to run their no. their organisation better than the next guy. Should they be? Should there be restrictions? If a because if this is something that and Jason oh, McCann, now we get into no, no. very well. Tr- if we're looking at it, well. Well, there are there are implications for finishing high up the ladder. You get a poorer well, draft already. Pick. That's so, right. Yeah, well, that's right. So, so, so we've gone. You know, we 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 have an equalisation um, philosophy at play, but it's it's not it's not working profoundly enough in the minds of some. We don't have clubs that reel off six in a row. We don't have that. So, well, we've had three and four recently by the Tigers. So the premiers three and four is pretty good. So the premiers get banned from the top of the draft, but. What about the team that loses the grand final? They're free to go and... No, I'm wondering whether there should be... Restri- if you were to do this, and I'm just spitballing this as we go, but if, if this is something that we're going to see more of, this sort of salary dump attached to a a, um, a coveted draft pick, um, should it only be, be available to teams outside of the top eight or, or some such mechanism? Mm. Muddies the waters even well, a, further. Also, does the father-son, and it's a fantastic... It's a fantastic rule. Mm. The rule. So do so do NGAs and so do academies and all. We got oh, a so million things. That, wanna... No, we got a million things that muddy the water. How, how muddy do you want to make the channel? Well, we got to keep muddying it up until the thing gets, um, until it works properly, don't we? Or, right. or we don't try and do it at all. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm just. It's. Uh, I'm. And, and please, if you're a Geelong supporter, 
don't think for one second, I hope it's not being reflected on the 40 wings temper oh, text. <laughs> Hopefully it's not because I'm a massive rap for what that footy there is a fair on. There's a fair bit of nonsense about, uh, <laughs> you know, lack lack of salary caps and that sort of stuff. I mean, fair dinkum. Okay. <laughs> I'll just spare you. Share just, your frustrations well, with us on the other side. I mean, side of the I've break. got to read this stuff. Well, you choose to. You like it. They're your people. They're Gazy's people. They're your people. Uh, it's twenty. It's already twenty three past three. I'm hanging in there. It's going all right. It's lubricating a little bit. The more hope. we speak. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tradies out for someone. Ace gutters. Australian made. Built to last. Get back to a whole lot of callers uh, in a moment. Just this thin end of the wedge stuff. I reckon. I'm just sort of spitballing in my own head. The way this might play out, the the pick seven salary dump of a team down the bottom of the ladder dealing up to with a team at the top end of the ladder. There's nothing at all to stop uh, teams proactively utilising this space in the future. You know, this is good. The good clubs are going to find ways of pitching these sorts of deals to clubs that they know are under salary cap pressure. Um, particularly teams that finish high on the ladder, perhaps even win flags, mm. um, to win the flag, make sure they've got some cap space, negotiate it with their players because of opportunity to win more, uh, and target teams who are down the bottom of the ladder and can dish up these top-end picks. This will, this, will become, this will become a regulation part yes, of this will. time of the year. Yes, it will. It will. Yep. It's the evolution. Yep. And uh, just like... We'll probably eventually get to uh, freedom of trade without the, the consent of players. That'll eventually happen in, in, in one way or another. Now, the players' union will fight that hard, but it'll continue to evolve. Mm. All of this space will continue to evolve. And, and us as fans, we've got to keep up with it. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. The, natural, the natural instinct is to get outraged. And when we don't understand it, to get... And I think this Geelong... Being able to get Jack Bowes is a perfect example. This shouldn't be able to happen because we don't fully understand what's going on because it's the first time it's happened. So the natural reaction is to get grumpy and to get throw our arms in the air. Well, hopefully I don't sound like I'm grumpy throwing my arms. No, you don't. No, good. Um, sports update before we get back to our calls for a why buy new and you can visit sustainableofficefurniture.com.au. 18-year-old Teague Wiley. And there's a Willie Wiley, W-Y-L-L-I-E. It might yeah, be Willie, actually. Yeah, well. Double L. It might be Willie, I reckon. T. Willie has become the youngest batter to make a Sheffield Shield century since Ricky Ponting in 92-93. 18 years of age, playing just his third first-class match for WA against New South Wales. 104 in yesterday's first inning score of 258 and reply to New South Wales's 180. So there's a name to put uh, for cricket fans in your little black book if it wasn't already there. Teague Willie. Or while there'd be one L, I'm not going to spend too much time worrying about that. Victoria commenced their Shield season tomorrow against the Redbacks at Karen Rolton Over, which has been uh, a, a run. It's been a, a joy for batters in the last couple of years. So we'll see what they put on the board there. Theo's in Albert Park. The Jack Bowes news, it's being reported, Theo, that uh, of the three clubs he visited yesterday, the Gold Coast Sun midfielder, small defender, has chosen the Cats. So they get a player. And they carry the 1.6 mil and they get pick seven. How does that sit with you? Hi, Andy. I enjoy your show. How are you? Good, mate. Thank you. JJ's here as well. Good. Yep. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't forget him, but I don't want to say 
too much to him because he's he's gonna he's gonna have his Geelong cap on. So yes. I don't want to. Good man. Good man. <laughs> nothing nothing against the cats. <laughs> nothing against the cats. Congratulations. Still they're still parting with the premiership. Now where I'm gonna say pissed off, not because he chose Geelong, because it's Geelong Hawthorne and Essendon. Fair enough. He would have chose one of the team. Where I'm coming from, is he chose Geelong. Right. Fair enough. Uh, the thing is, this is not the first time. Uh, Gold Coast did this last year to Will Brody with pick 19 to Freo. Okay, if you remember correctly, mm-hmm. that was last year. Now this year, I want to know, and this is where the AFL should do, all right, they're getting, because of this reportedly, the last two years of his contract is on 850, so that's around 1.6, 1.7. The clubs can give him a four year, they can backload or offload, you know, yep. spread out the money, that's how we can. And Horseman was a front runner, from what I heard, allegedly. They had the salary space. And now, with a pick seven, this is where I'm not happy. If you know, Carlton and also... Was it Carlton a few years ago with the, uh, with the, uh, where they got some young players and then they had offload them to get a, a better pick? Or with North Melbourne Clarkson this year, where they got a couple of picks, second or third round, but they have to trade them on. So if Gold Coast are doing that, or the officer, you can give Will Brody away, or whatever his name is, Jack Bowes, but that extra pick that comes with a package, you can't keep that. You have to trade that away. Uh, well, uh, it may be part of a, a, a bigger picture, Theo. So th- th- that may be very much part of Geelong's thinking. Or, or Andrew Mackey's very smart at this caper. He gets himself now into the upper echelon of a draft that, you know, while next year suddenly the draft that everybody's talking about, a month ago everyone was saying there were 30 really good picks in this draft. So... Um, Geelong's going to get access, if they keep the seven, they're going to get access to a very, very good player, can, Theo. Yes. Can I quickly, we're getting a lot of uh, interaction on the 40 weeks temper text, yeah, which we'll, is... Yeah, we'll get to the news and get to Tommy and Rory on the other side of the news. So, fellas, just yeah, stay just, there. Yep. Stay right yep. there. Yep. yep. Uh, we're getting a lot of interaction, which is what we want. It's the idea of the whole situation. Uh, a lot of chatter about why can Geelong, why can you... so. Let's call it 1.6. Why can you absorb that or pay that however you want? When a player moves clubs, you are affected, whether you're in contract or not, what he's owed is, in a sense, irrelevant because you basically you basically uh, come to terms on a new deal when you go to a new club. I spoke about this on Trade Radio. Is that a fact? Well, yeah, because you, you basically move. You're moving clubs, right? I, I, I did this. I moved with two years to go on my contract. Geelong said... Well, yeah, well, you can come play for us, but we'll we'll pay you this much. So then, in my situation, I was I had to say to Adelaide, "Well, I need you to to pay the rest." You effectively are nego- you effectively just negotiating a whole new contract. What Bose is is owed is somewhat irrelevant. Well, I'm sure it's not to Jack Bose. No, it's not to Jack Bose. But the whole decision—that's why some of the decision around. Well, I, I want to go and play here, uh-huh. but if I go and play here, they can only afford to pay me this much. So I'd have to leave a little bit there. Whereas if I can go and play for someone else, they can afford to pay me my whole 850. So the way, because a lot of people are saying, well, how can they pay him over four years or six years or pay him straight up? Why can you change it? You are effectively redoing your deal. Yeah. Okay. So that that's sort of news to me. I would have thought the contract was particularly when you're halfway through a contract. I would have thought the contract was binding. The the money was. I can't imagine Jack Bowes halfway with two years to go on a one point six million dollar contract. He can is, do but, that. But okay, he can say yeah. no. Yep. Yeah. 
see what's on that piece of paper. Let's just put Geelong Football Club on it now. But in a lot of these situations, you you just you basically just redo the contract. Yeah. Okay. It's a new contract. So Bose might be now on a five year deal at the Cats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, four hundred a year, and he might be getting well, two hundred grand more than he's yeah, owed well, that, that over makes, a five yeah. year period. Well, that makes he's still going to earn. That's a new deal, though. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying, but Jack Bose is not going to. Tear up his one point six million mm. and go to Geelong for eight hundred no, no, for two years. He's he might. T- it, well, he's not. No one's going to do that. He might. Will he be stupid? Of, of course. I be, agree. And his manager wouldn't be advising him on doing that. <laughs> in fact, no one would. But that's in that 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 part of what you're saying about the two million over five instead of one point six over two. That that makes total sense. Uh, open line thanks to Chemist Warehouse INC Sports and Nutrition powering tomorrow today available. From Chemist Warehouse, let's get to the newsroom. Tommy and Rory, thanks for your patience, fellas. We'll get to you after this. Good on you, Stone Cold. Caller of the day uh, goes into the running for the CBCO Brewing Draft Pack. Draft Pack. It could be a lager pack. The CBCO Brewing Pack. Brewing beer for Australian taste since 2004. I've got a draft on my mind. You're right there. Uh, Tommy's just hanging on here, bro. Tommy's in Turidan. Uh Thomas, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Andy and JJ. Um want to talk about the uh, Jack Bowers and Ollie Henry thing. Andy, if you reckon Ollie Henry is worth pick seven, mate, seriously, he's worth anything between 17 to 27. Well, well, okay. Well, that's your view. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm happy to, um, I'm happy to have a conversation with you and, and a chat about it. He's simply, this is my view, Tommy. He was pick 17 in his draft year two years ago. He's had two years in the system, so he's still, what is he, 19? He's 20, just turned 20. He's had two years in the system, so he's a better player now than the player they picked up at pick seven. Mm. He's a better player. I mean, he's, you can't argue with that. He's played 25 games and he's kicked 28 goals. So he's a better player now than he was at pick 17. That's, so, so if you dr- drop him into the – just let me finish. If you drop him into the draft pool this year, if he is draftable this year – and you know what he is, what number does he get picked up in this year's draft? Don't know. I'm, I'm agree. I am in I think agreement. it's better than 17. I'm in agreement with you. The only thing is you are casting the aspersion that all drafts are the same. Now, I'm not saying it might be, no. it might be a weaker draft. I don't know. You, know, you and I don't. I'm not. We're no. not going to pretend we spend time, a lot of time, uh, just. Oh, None. No, I don't oh, spend. I wouldn't. Well, I don't spend any time. I just w- get to the end of the year and assess this time of year and assess what the people that know the stuff are saying. So, uh, so that you're right. That's the only, yeah, probably the only uh, little anomaly that might be there is super strong draft, super weak draft. Yeah, who sure, knows? Sure. But I, I tend to agree with you that that we place too much value or worth on a draft pick, a number. Versus a player who may have been drafted two or three years later and still has eight, ten, eleven years to go. That's right. That's it. That and this kid, he's a kid. He's a baby, Ollie Henry. You're not. You're not using pick seven on. Give me a, a Tom Mitchell, who's albeit a Brownlow medalist, but at twenty nine, approaching an, thirty years. Give of me age. an ASX top fifty. That's. Well, oh, don't go mentioning ASX top tens at the moment. That's. Give we get a chill up our spine when we get that. Give me one that. I could have got on at thirty cents, but it's now eighty cents. Happy but days. I know it's going to two dollars, versus one that might be four cents, but it might go it's to zero fine. cents. That that's could that work or not? I'm I'm happy with you because I feel like you're adding a bit of you're adding a bit of weight to yeah. the position that I'm occupying. 
But, Tommy, that's your view, mate, and you're entitled to it, and hopefully I'm entitled to mine, and we'll see uh, We'll see how it all plays out. Rory's in East Doncaster. G'day, mate. How are you, boys? Good, uh, thanks. A couple of things. Ollie Henry is a much better player than he was when he first drafted, and he's going to be a gun. Yeah, So he's, he's, he's a gun. But with the with the, the um, free agency thing, a couple of things that really annoy me about free agency. Uh, firstly, the compensation picks. Because a compensation pick, all it does is penalise every other club in the competition and not the team that's actually picking up the free agent. Because everyone else drops down a pick. That's true. When they get a compensation, when they're, they're giving the team gives a compensation pick. Yep. So every team gets penalised except the club that's actually getting the free agent. Um, the other thing is, gun free agents don't go to middling or bottom teams. It doesn't happen. And the concept of, whole, of free agency is that the, the better players get to get to go somewhere else and get more money. That happens with the middling or the lower free agents. It doesn't happen with a gun. Do you think Lynch or Cameron were going to go to St Kilda in North Melbourne? Not a fit. They went to they went to teams that were flying, trying to get a flag because that's what they want to do, and they're the guns. So the teams that are, are top now are going to attract the guns. The free agents that go to the other clubs are going to be the middling players and they're never going to add to their performance. They're guys at the end of their career or they're guys who are chasing dough. And I can't, I, I, I have no, no problem with them chasing dough. And these guys at the end of their career are just trying to further their career to get a bit, get, go a bit longer. Yeah. But the guns go to the top teams and that is unfair. Yeah, it's the sort top of flo- teams, yeah. Top four should be excluded from the draft. Um, just leave them out of the draft and let the clubs who get a free agent pay for the free agent. Leave them out of tr- the trade period. I, just, I think is the trade period is what you're talking about, Rory. Not not the draft. Yeah, 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 mate. Well, look, it's um, there's a, these are all worthy conversations. I reckon somewhere along the line, it's um, it's not quite delivering what it was intended to deliver. But um, we'll continue to watch it evolve and see which direction they head in. Feel free to keep jumping on the line, Josh Craig. We'll get to you on the other side of the break. Tradies out for Ace Gutters, Australian made built to last. The one and only Corey Homicide Williams to join us in about uh, 11 minutes' time. Looking forward to it. There's a lot to talk to him about. There's a bloke over there, over in, in France. There's a couple of French gurus coming out of the uh, domestic league over there. One bloke who's taking basketball by storm by the name of Steve Hoyufat. That's his name, mate. I oh, know. Double E V E, Steve. Steve Hoyufat. We're going to talk to Corey Thomas. I'm not making like it a up. Baller to you, does he? <laughs> well, you can say that. The other bloke's the Wembley armour. He now he looks two point two meters tall and ninety five kilos and can put it on the floor. Five. He's going to have to put on about. Well, he's eighteen years old, mate. He'll put it on. He can put the ball on the floor and go around blokes at that size. It's a joke. Uh, Josh is in Bayswater though. Let's get back to Jack Bowes. Far more important than any of those blokes. Josh, what's going on, uh, bro? Uh, not much, mate. Just working and listening to you. You're a good man. What do you make of the yeah, bows, um, bows to Geelong? Well, uh, you know, we see it happen every year. You know, in the Gold Coast and GWS, they get the lower picks, they build up their players and develop them nicely, and then they just offload them to other clubs and, like, reset all over again. And now you got Geelong, you know, finished first on the ladder, won the flag, and now they're getting, you know, Jack Bowes then pick seven. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, again, for the fifth time this hour, we're not potting Geelong here. Well done, Cats. Well done. And they are the destination club in Victoria right now for a whole lot of... They have embraced what it is to be Geelong. 
geographically, spiritually, competitively, all mm. of that. Mm. And they're only going to be better with the new facility. You know that better than me. What, 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 what is amazing. this new facility you speak of? At Geelong. The new grandstand. Yeah, well, it's an old new facility. Makes the whole is thing there? a better joint. Doesn't it? Facilities are a, a, a new. Where they play, it is a facility. It puts the community park. Yeah, well, yeah, well, whatever you So they're getting ground. a new grandstand. Well, so no good. No, no, you're making it sound like the players are getting brand new training oh, facilities. Well, well, I'm not meaning to suggest that. Oh, well, so they're going to be playing like. in an improved ground, an improved facility. Craig is in Mooney Ponds. Craig, welcome. Yeah, right on, champs. Um, yeah, what on? Oh, Craig, you're uh, so are you scrambling? Uh, have we got the FBI on your tail? Are you scrambling your message yeah. to us for any particular? Give it another go, Craig. You there? Yeah, gotcha. Yes. Yep. Good. Um, what under the cats? Um, and Ollie Henry is definitely a better player now than what he was a couple of years ago. He won Collingwood two games or three games, but he's very young for those players. I can't understand a word Craig's saying, to be honest. Craig, we've got a problem with your line, mate. So I think the first bit of it was Ollie Henry's a much better player. I heard, definitely heard that because you're agreeing with me and not um, JJ. So that's excellent. I did pick up on that. Mike's in Geelong. Hello, Michael. Oh, g'day, boys. How you doing? Very well, thank you. That's good. Hey, just touching on the Bose thing, and yeah, hats off to the Cats. And look, Bose is going to go to a team that's successful. That's that's good for him, but I just I'm trying to wrap my head around how other teams in the bottom eight are going to get forward. And you look at in the states, you see it in the NBA, they blow up the team, they get rid of all their talent and start back down the start. But in AFL, you try and get those early draft picks, and in the first two years, they're asking to leave anyhow. And it's just going to be a bit of a, a vicious cycle, I think, for a long while to come. So I'm just yeah I'm, I'm yeah I'm a bit perplexed how they're, how they're going to do it, but, you know, you've just got to get your, you know, your ducks in a row, like with Geelong has as a good organisation, but then go from there. Yeah, I think you make, you, your concerns are reasonable, I reckon, Mike. We'll see how the AFL responds to all of this, if, in fact, they do, you know, in between, you know, this trade period and the next. Nick's in Geelong before we get to a break. Hi, mate. Hi, hey, Jan. Hey, you, Nick. Hello? Yeah, gotcha, Nick. Away, yeah, Nick. Away, yeah, yep. yeah, gotcha. Yep. Hey, uh, just, just with the Geelong and, like, and also like Richmond, um, even like uh, when Richmond got Tom, Tom Lynch from, from Gold Coast and like Jeremy Cameron comes to Geelong, like, they're taking a lot less money than what they would have got on the open market. So, you know, North Melbourne could offer him $1.2 million, but Geelong's probably offering him 700 750 and he'd rather go to Geelong to win a premiership, which he's already done. And the same as Tom Lynch. So it doesn't really make the competition quite fair where the, you know, the value of the player isn't what the value of the player is meant to be. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, you yeah, know, no, there's probably a bit of truth to all of that. And, um, uh, yeah, there probably is a bit of truth to And Corey Homicide-Williams is about to join us, which you should just make note, because we are an all-sports radio station here, that a new record has been set over in the American League in Major League Baseball. Aaron Judge from the New York Yankees set a new single-season home run record. Don't roll you, – your disregard for baseball lets you down. Zing. No, no, it lets you down. Why? Because it's a great sport. I it wouldn't is go a that gra- far. It is a great sport. I wouldn't go that far. Well, I would. 
And I do, and I just did, and I will again at some Corey other stage. I'm a Yankee You're fan. You're a Yankee Hello, fan. Hello, Corey. Hello. I am a Yankee fan, and, and it is a great sport. And our biggest <laughs> story. Hello, and welcome. Isn't it a pastime? Uh, no, you need to go watch it. Go watch a game at Yankee Stadium. Then let's talk. How big Aaron Judge? Oh, fantastic. Beats Roger Maris's record from 1961. Another Yankee, of course. The other league, the National League, was full of blokes who used to... uh, Juice up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Not the American League. That's where they're pure. Mm. No Mm. doubt. It's the love of the game. Uh, You're here for tyre power. Like a three-point specialist tyre power always delivers buy three, get one free on selected Kumo tyres. There's a bit to talk to you about. Just before we do, who are all uh, 36ers and Ben Simmons and NBL Week 1, NBL Week 2, heap of stuff. Who are all these French gurus who are like <laughs> two metres tall who can just basketball like, you know, gods? Who are these blokes? Um, who, who are you talking about first? I'm talking about this. Vic, uh, ho, Victor, you fat? Well, no, Steve, ho, Steve fat? ho, you fat. Who's he? <laughs> yeah, who is Steve? You just told me about Steve Man, just ho, a French fat. dude has play, who's played in uh, the French league and his last name is ho, you fat. And um, it's gone viral. <laughs> Steve, S-T-E-E-V-E, Ho You Fat. I mean, it's a great name. It's a magnificent name. Do, how, like, is he, is he nah, NBA? He's not is he NBA nah, bent? Not at all. No, it's right just his going viral because his last name is okay. Ho You Fat. The other guy, so there's a, um, we, obviously the 36 are over, they've been playing Phoenix and they're playing OKC on Friday. And there's a whole lot of these games going on at the moment. There's another French uh, domestic team over playing one of the G League teams and it's bringing together the two players who the judges, the good judges over there are suggesting are going to vie for the number one pick in the next NBA draft. A guy called Scoot Henderson. Who's, Scoot Henderson's yeah, the real deal. He looks a player. He's a real deal. This other guy, Victor Wembayama. He is My freak l- freak meets Durant. <laughs> Pardon? He's 18 years old and that's what he is. Yeah, he's he's a freak. And um, th- both of those guys are... Um, Teams would definitely be losing games to try to get one of those services oh to get the number one pick. So I was watching some vision uh, on the NBA socials, and uh, there's some kind of scrimmages and shoot-arounds, bef- and it's, it looks like it, it could be a scene straight out of Hustle, the movie Hustle. It could be straight out of that movie. It's What, what he did in that film um, in terms of replicating what these two blokes have been going through uh, is remarkable, and... I know you've seen the film a few times. Does it does it ring true? Does the does the movie ring true to the actuality of life at that strata? Well, the movie, well, one part of the movie is obviously a guy who, you know, was playing street basketball, and a scout saw him, <laughs> caught his eye, and then believed in him and figured he could get he can play in the NBA. Believed in him and backed him, and you know, first time he failed, second time he failed again third time um it ended up working out for him and he made the Boston Celtics but this is this is different because these this is two young kids you know Scoot Henderson and Victor Wembayama Wembayama yeah. is uh you know a young overseas sensation who everybody wants his services everybody wants wants you know if you are on a weaker team in the NBA organization people are definitely going to lose games to line up and get his services. Yes. They want that number one spot to mm-hmm. draft him. Give me your memory, your experiences of of going through that process. What was it like for you? Well, I wasn't 7'4". No, no, I understand. Yeah, but <laughs> I you still, the... yeah, but you still had someone who kind of pushed you up to be seen, didn't you? Yeah, I had an NBA 
uh, assistant coach, Coach Jim Todd, he was with the Raptors. Once he saw me play, he was kind of like exactly um, what Adam Sandler was in that movie. Mm. And he backed me, and I got a shot. That's how I got a shot after him watching me play. It mm. literally kind of went like that. It was just that the gentleman in the movie obviously made the team and stuck and played regular season. I got waived in preseason, but it pretty much went like that. So for the guys who come in you know, on your level into those games – how much pressure is there? Well, the, There's a the, lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure because um, in preseason, you're trying to do everything with a little bit amount of time you're going to get. Um, for me, the difference between like myself and the Adelaide 36ers is I was trying to make the team on an NBA roster. The 36ers were an international team coming over playing against yeah. an NBA team. Completely different situation. And... Um, that's why it was so special what they did. It was a historic moment. They went over there and um, got it done. They mm-hmm. shot the, the hell out the ball, 24-42 from the three. But more important, a lot of times, it just shows that the gap is closer than what people think. And Devin Book, a lot of people can say, ah, oh, it's preseason, Okay, no problem. Oh, I'm one right? Mm. Then you can say, you ah, they weren't playing their best guys. These guys aren't up for it. It's their first preseason game. I want to explain something to you viewers out there with sport. This is a classic example of if you sit down the best players. If I said this a week ago, everybody will laugh at me when I say certain things. People laugh because they can't see what I'm seeing in my mm. mind when I say these things. Mm. So when I say, if I would have said out loud, you take the stars off NBA team and sit them down and you're playing with reserve players and role players. I'll take an elite team and play and beat reserves and role players. I'll take that elite team and bet on them all day. Hmm. And people would be like, you must be kidding me. What did we see the other day? Mm-hmm. And I'm, let me explain something. Let's just say the Phoenix Suns, we're saying, you know what? We don't respect these guys because I know how American hoopers think that's in the NBA. They're like, well, if you were good, you'd be here in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to respect you, and I'm going to treat you like kind of like second-class citizens. That's how they're going to look exactly at overseas hoopers, <laughs> right? So this is how the game starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> boom, 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 you're down 10. Yeah. With Chris Paul and Booker and Aiton on the court. Yep. You know what happens after that? Like on CNN. They go sit down. Second quarter, what happens? Boom, boom, boom. You're down 10 at half. Here's what happens. If you're an NBA player, stud or reserve, your ego kicks in. You start to get pissed off because you're looking like, it's looking like these guys are showing you up. I love it. There's a conversation at halftime that goes something like this. Yo, look here. Let's show these dudes who we are. If I'm, if I'm on level, let's say you can go level 10. I'm on level two because I don't respect these guys. Mm. So now we're having this conversation. Second quarter, I go to level three because I'm like, let me get these 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 scrubs or these guys I don't respect under control. So my defense is going to get a bit tighter. Mm. Boom, 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 three, 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 <laughs> layup, layup, layup. Hold on, it's not working. Let's go into halftime and act like we really don't care about this game. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have a conversation because ego and pride is going to kick in. It is natural for a competitor, their competitive spirit, at some point to begin waking up. This is not the Sacramento Kings. Mm. This ain't the Pacers. (laughs) This ain't the Knicks. 
This is a championship contending organization, which means even if you're coming off the bench, you're competitive. Because right now you want to show coach you want minutes in the, in the rotation. So guys coming off the bench, they taking this game a little bit more serious than the main guys. Mm. Third quarter comes. They come out that locker room. You don't think they're ready to play? Mm. They did. It got within two points. Yep. What happened? Robert Frank's layup. Robert Frank's three. Let's bring this thing back to seven. They were in full control the whole game. Then, money-making Mitch McCarron, 16 assists. <laughs> 16 assists. 16. You know yeah. how hard that is to get? He's Another never one. gotten 16 assists in the NBL, let alone the NBA. Let me go down this scoring list. Antonius Cleveland, 22 points, 5 rebounds. Craig Randall is second. Nine three-pointers made. Incredible. G League, yeah, yeah. most improved player last year. He's He led the G League in most three-pointers hit, made last season. The guy's a gun. Mm. He's a hired gun. He's like Steph Curry in the G League. <laughs> those shots, he was like, yo, I, I usually hit those shots. He wasn't phased. Yeah. Did anybody look all super hype and happy? No, they were playing their game because they had an opportunity. So what I'm saying is this. Put the superstars to the side mm. again, mm. Okay. I respect the NBA. I respect every player, every one of you, four, each and every one of you 450 players that are active. Much respect to all of y'all. All of y'all deserve where you at. All of y'all deserve the money y'all making and the opportunities that you have. What I'm saying is this. There's 450 jobs. Everybody can't get in there. Mm. There's talent mm. everywhere in the world. And we saw great talent on full display. I'm not taking nothing. I will never take nothing away from an international player that's good and won an NBA game and act like it's no big deal. That shit's a big deal yeah. because it don't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. Because if you're that good, it won't happen. So how did the gap close? What was the – because a lot of us who grew up in the – when the NBL was in that kind of pre-your era, like the decade before you, when it was when it was a – Dream team, Michael Jordan. Big ticket item hit, the NBL. So Gazy goes over and, and hardly gets a game, hardly plays, sits on the bench, and he goes over from here where he is a god. How did it, how's it gone from there where our best player went over and hardly played, but now the gap is much narrower that you're discussing? What, what happened? How did that happen? I mean, it's about developing the game. The game, you know. It's global now. Exposure more, leads more to so, expansion. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this is something I'll always say. You hear me say it from time to time. Exposure leads to expansion. It started when the Dream Team, the official original Dream Team, mm -hmm. took that team and went to Barcelona in those Olympics. Michael Jordan, all of those guys, Larry Berg, that, that crew. Everybody was like, whoa, yeah. okay. We thought our country was good. Here's where we need to get to. People got resources went and got coaching and talent from U.S. come to our country and teach us how to do it. That's exactly when the game started growing. Then on top of it, you start having people play overseas. They start having kids. DNA gets mixed. Mm -hmm. Now you're starting to have a whole lot of talent all over the place. But what happens is it's education. You know what I mean? That's basically what it comes down to. And you start training kids with um, coaches from all over the world just setting up shop and living abroad, and that's exactly how you help um, close that gap. 
So you get this guy like Victor Wembayana. So you know you're you're you Josh are making sort of you sound like you're not surprised, but you're a bit in awe of what French basketball's doing, and yet the it, the French French provinces around the world who have got these incredibly gifted athletes have now you know over a period of time have seen players come from other parts of you know the kind of you know French yeah, yeah, yeah. Protect, yeah. Prote- protectorates if you like. And now they have they've tapped into that extreme athleticism. Uh, yeah, that, that some of these well, guys have got. That's the thing. We've always had players all over the world who could stand next to the NBA players and go shot for shot, and and the NBA player might make ninety out of a hundred, but the 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 Australian or the European might make eighty. So the difference wasn't great. The difference was the athleticism. Yeah. Couldn't compete yeah. athletically with Michael Jordan and all those guys. Now, now you see France, France beat America the first mm. game of the Olympics mm. because you can go toe-to-toe with them for athleticism now. Now, the Americans are still the benchmark, but you know, those games are now 10-point games or 15-point games, not 40 and 45. Who wins this 10 games, series of 10 matches? It's the best of the U.S. v. the best of the rest of the world. Who wins? Who wins? USA, easy. We not win most of them. Listen, the best be, of the rest be clear. of the world. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Well, who is that? I let's, don't know. You guys pick. Who would that be? Okay. And what rules are we playing? We oh. playing FIBA rules. So five. Or we playing five games FIBA rules, five NBA rules. Giannis. Okay. Is, is one Simmons? Nah. Maybe at his best. Simmons wouldn't be there. Not nah, right. Up. You got Luca. Luca. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pretty you good. Got, you got. Uh, Pretty good. What's my man from Denver? Jokic. Jokic. So that's whoa. Go ahead. Well, we still need a shooting guard and we need a power forward. Okay. So let's now we're just, doing this on the fly, obviously. Let's right. Throw some names at we us. We got Braun, the, uh, we got KD, it. we got Steph. Yeah. Okay, Dame so Dollar. Do, like, dude, listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be a good game, but I'm going, of course I'm going with the Americans. One hundred percent. Well, well, well. That better be it'll be a good these. game. Okay, go to the. We're going to go to a break. Yeah. You're going. I'm going to give you yeah, a break. Yeah, you, you you handle You're that. You're going to pick oh. the rest of the world. And I'm just going to say USA give, got this me, for sure. Give me seven, and you give me seven. So we're going to two two quality okay, players on the, on the bench, right? So the starting five and two mm-hmm. on the bench, and then we'll throw it open. We'll take some calls on this. Uh, there's a heap of other stuff to talk to Corey Thomas Williams about. Some very impressive stuff. A couple of concerns. Well, from, well we need to go at, at you. What about? Because <laughs> you think Bryce Cotton's just already. Uh, don't worry about it. You two last week. It's Already. like sometimes you don't want to declare, you want to be a bit maverick. And I understand you want to look beyond the obvious. He will win the MVP this year comfortably. So give it out. Just give it to him now. Well, you know, you've got to get through the season because, you know, who knows what could happen. But but if all things stay uh, remain equal in terms of fit, fitness and, you know, all the rest of it, Bryce Cotton is clearly the best player in well, this league. some of these names coming in, I'm, I'm, I think I'm with the international. All right, let's pull the team together we'll, and we'll have a chat. We'll have a chat on the other side of the break. Look at that. You should see the work these two have been trying to be engaging them in, you know, wonderful conversation during the ad break and they've been heads down picking teams. Not chairman of selectors, these two. So did you get some help to put mm. together your, your starting five yeah, plus two? I've, got, I've actually got – I've. I've done Corey's job for him. And you got the American team as well, yeah, I got right? Both. Righto, so lay him out. He may want to challenge. Well, I know how American we team. win, though. Well, I know how Team World wins. Go on. Bully ball. Righto. Give me the starting lineups. Uh, I hope you're listening, Corey. He's he's not what's he doing? He's writing something down, though. Drawing something. <laughs> I'm listening. Okay, go right. He's listening. Uh, right. 
Luka Doncic. Yep. Andrew Wiggins. Mm. Giannis. Antetokounmpo. And then we go big and we bully him. Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, the back-to-back MVP. It's pretty strong. Pretty strong. Pretty strong. Who you got on the bench? Just give me two. Rudy Gobert and Jamal Murray. Yeah. Gets a little skinny. Now, give me give me the five that are wearing the Star Spangled Banner. I'm going to give you my seven. Right on, seven. Give me my eight. He's pausing for dramatic He's got eight. Well, I had eight, too. You can't leave one out. Kyrie, Steph, KD, LeBron, Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, or you take put him on a bench. AD, my bench, Carl Anthony He'll Towns, Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler. I'll take that eight anywhere. No, Boston. Your man Luca. Boston your man Luca don't Where's play no defense. Jason Tatum. We're gonna attack him. Is Jason Tatum in that lineup? I, it, you know why I didn't put Tatum? Yeah, go on. Because I know for sure Kawhi and Jimmy. Two-way players, yeah, okay. and they dogs. Right. Taking that, them anywhere. Backyard start- alley oh, fights. <laughs> anywhere. Give me that starting There's five. Your, that's your that, sniper. Who's your point guard? Remember your sniper? Your Croatian, your so, Serbian sniper hey, that you hey. wanted? No, no. Remember when you're putting together the bits and pieces of your, your, your <laughs> ultimate play? I do. You got to have a bit of that in there. you got to have a bit of that. Can I have that point guard again? Who is it? I got Steph. Kyrie or Steph? Steph and Kyrie's my okay. backcourt. We're, we're five inches bigger there. Doesn't matter. Uh, We're shooting across half court. Who's five shooting inches guard? better? Who's five inches better? Shoot. Steph. <laughs> so, okay. We're, we're, we're six inches bigger there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> small forward. LeBron. Okay. Giannis is taller and longer. Go ahead. Uh, power forward. KD. Oh, this is where we start eating them up. Okay. We stepping outside. <laughs> Who? Joel Embiid. He's going to go KD on the wing? Mm. Go ahead. And then who's your center? AD will call Anthony well, Towns. Well, AD will be injured. Oh, uh, here we go. We got a healthy AD ready. You got to let Let's go. It's a 10-game series. He's not going to get through it. Yeah, but you got to let That's why we got Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> well, we got Jokic and the Stifle Tower. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> the Stifle Tower. Yo, Rudy Gobert times? hasn't been going well for How many for, times for is he? Oh, 260 million guaranteed. Who would have got it? I mean, Which, so is Bradley Beal. We're too big. Who went one three hundred seven three six? We got a couple of minutes before we get to the news here. Put it on the Twitter. Put it on the socials. It'll go nuts. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Who's lineup in a ten game series? Who's winning it and what's the score line? One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Send through your forty wings temper texts. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. I don't know enough. The Americans are mouth watering. I'll write it down. The internationals and Will are awesome. can uh, take a picture and put it on Twitter. Right, I like everything about it. Uh, I'd love to. It would, it, you know, it would be. It will never happen because it's such a cluttered uh, yeah. program. And you know, once these guys are done, you know, unless it's a world championship or a really meaningful Olympics, and no amount of money can no, lure them. No, no, <laughs> no. But how big a shot? So let's say, let's say this. That happened. would be crazy. There were five games played in the states. Uh, three played in Asia, uh, two in Asia, three in Europe. That's a t- just do a tour. Yeah, that's There's what I'm saying. How big would that be? There's not a stadium big enough in Asia to to get the people. soccer stadium. Well, yeah, soccer stadium. They would literally yeah, have to pl- build a court like they did here. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. LK yeah, did here. Yeah, yeah. Just sell it out and see what it does. Yeah, it would be, be crazy. That would be a hell of a show. That would be crazy. Oh my god. Um, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you want to buy in and have a go at all of that, um. We're going to get to the news in a moment. What was your biggest takeaway, good or bad, your biggest takeaway from round one of the NBL season? Well, I was impressed with Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. 
for them to get a win as shorthanded as they are. Kyle Adnam. I've got to talk uh, to you about him. Stepped up huge. Derek Walton Jr., Sydney Kings. They replaced the great million-dollar man, Jalen Adams, MVP last year. Very hard shoes to fill. And so far, 33 points, 8 assists in game one. And the win. That's my biggest takeaway. Yeah. Can I, just before we get to the news. Melbourne United got a win. Yeah, they did. Kyle Adnam. I'm a I'm a part time NBL fan. You guys live. We need to right, convert you, man. Up we need to convert yeah, no, you. No, no, I'm, I'm, I like it, and I'll watch it if it's on. And you know, it, but I've always thought that Kyle Adman was very much a bench player, like low level kind of role play. Played with heart. You know, you love the way he went about it. He knocked down thirty on the weekend. Where how did he become? How did he become a player of that quality? Just undying confidence. Influence. You know, he puts in a lot of work. Yep. Like, I got a lot of respect for him because he's not the tallest, the most Small. athletic, no. but he's so crafty and he can shoot. He knows how to play the game very well. He's an inspiration to many, many kids under six foot trying to learn to play this game at a high level. I, I would look to him if I'm under six foot trying to learn to play this game. Mm. Ah, he's awesome in that regard. Let's get to the news. Scotty Riley, uh, give us your thoughts when we come back. Who wins uh, this 10-game series between JJ's rest of the world and Corey's team, USA. Who wins the series and by what scoreline after this? Yeah, nice work from you, Stone Cold. Corey Homicide-Williams is here thanks to Tyre Power, like a three-point specialist. Tyre Power always delivers, just like Corey Homicide-Williams. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Buy three, get one. Sorry. Go on. Keep ready. No, no, buy three, get one. Free unselected Kumo tyres. What? Well, actually, I, I, I thought I'd caught our man out on a technicality because Corey Irving... Could actually play for us. Yeah, but he's not. Thank you very much. Shout out no, to my man Tim listening. We don't want him. No, he's got. He's one of theirs. Thank you very we much. Don't, and don't he's played with play USA a million times. You can't switch. He could have played. Yeah, no, nah, he's. No, uh, no, nah, nah, he's a right. unit. You can have him, <laughs> Scott. Thank he you. probably won't turn up. No, no, he's turning up. He mightn't turn up to the game. It's Top five MVP this year. Top five MVP conversation, Kyrie. We're going to get you two to do something this year, too, and we're going to throw Gazy in the mix when he comes back as well. Scott in Cranbourne, uh, you've got JJ's rest of the world. You've got Corey's uh, Team USA, a 10-game series. Who wins and by what margin? All right, boys. Now, I'm assuming you boys are going to coach your respective teams. Um, I'm going Team USA 10-zip. 10-zip? Is that because of the coaching influence of uh, Corey v. JJ? (laughs) Or is that why you asked that question? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Corey's an NBA legend. Like, definitely. Right. <laughs> Ten zip. What do you reckon the coaches are going to have to do with it? They're not going to. KD and LeBron's not going to listen to Corey. I'm going to be a spectator sitting on that bench. Best seat in the house. <laughs> Ten zip. Riley's in Essendon. Uh, who wins and by what margin, Riley? Uh, I was doing the exact same thing. I was going to say if JJ's coaching. <laughs> How's this turning It's the sledge fest. Seems to know a little bit more about basketball, in my opinion. But I also wanted to thank you. I'd hope so. Because every time there's a new movie that uh, that comes out, uh, you save me two, three hours because I don't have to watch them. Because it's like clockwork. You just you <laughs> spew them up all over SDN yeah, and I don't have to do it. I don't have to. Seriously. No, Riley, you got to watch. You got to watch Hustle. If you haven't seen, already seen it now. Well, we, we haven't given that much you've away. Just, you've just e-booked it. Oh, well, the plot is, <laughs> yeah, the plot is, but given the plot away, you you ruin the movie. No, no, you've got to watch it, Riley. If you haven't seen it, it is, oh, it's an eight, a solid eight out of ten for me. The last four NBA MVPs are on your team. For my team. That's right. 
I'm, I don't reckon it's 10 zip it's at all. It's not. Even, all right, so even act... with you coaching. Don't okay. make this about me. Even with you coaching well, that team. I, I'll be the GM. I'm happy to step aside. <laughs> you can coach them. So what you two are going to do, and maybe we'll we'll start it if you're happy to send yours in. Well, well, no, no, if you want to work on some kind of remuneration. Oh, or? No, we'll give you some, we'll give you some uh, airtime on our social media platforms. Oh. <laughs> That's good for your brand. Uh, you three on a weekly basis are going to pick your uh, all NBL starting five as you think it will be at the end of the year, and it's going to f- and it's going to be based on what we've seen through the foot. We'll give you three weeks of basketball to begin with. Oh, so I've got mine ready. Have you? You yeah. want to go now? Do you want to go now, Corey? Or do you want to wait for round three before you go with yours? Uh, Whitney. Because I'm throwing at you. I didn't give you any time to prepare for this, so I'm happy if you decide. All M- all NBL. All NBL starting five. I've got five. mine ready to go. So, so, you, so what we're doing is you're going to pick it now because that's what you think it'll be at the end of the year. No, 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 and no, then, no, no. No, no. It's on, it's, on, it's on what they've done so far, which is one week. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's based on the form. No, I'm, not so trying to, I'm not trying to predict what the all NBL team will be at the end. Well, what, what are you doing it for? I'm, I'm judging it on what's happening right well, yeah, before but my will, eyes. They will pick a team based on this season's form. Yes, but it, it, if, if Bryce Cotton, for example, is not, not playing well enough to be in it at the time, but I think he's going to be in it at the end, I'm not picking him. No, that's what you should be. That that's exactly the rules mm. of engagement. Mm. Well, go on. Well, right, give me your five and I'll write them down. I've got Derek Walton Jr., 32 and 8. Yep. MVP. Bryce Cotton. Yep. Uh, our man XRM. Yep. He was great. Gee, we spoke to him yesterday. He is an impressive young man. Very impressive. Um, had a hell of a game. Um, going to need to keep doing that. It's going to be difficult because once Shea Ely comes back, they're mm. going to split time. So he's not going to be able to just. Well, not if he keeps playing like in that. The group. Well, where's Shea Ely going to play six man of the year? Mm. Hello. Stop. Just stop. I'm going to ask you something about him. He said something yesterday that resonated with me. And I wonder whether you He said, I'm not looking to use this to get back. I've got my family here and I want to be an NBL player. I want to make a reputation here. I want to build a base here. I want to be a great Melbourne United player. I'm not looking to use this season to showcase myself to get back to another league, clearly the NBA. When you when you remove that from your mind as a as an import, what does that do in terms of your can that help you become a better player here when you're not always looking ahead? You know the hardest thing to do as an import is you're a paid mercenary. You're a basketball yeah, mercenary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your focus is always ahead. Whether they say it or not, you know, as a former import, I'm like, yo, man, I got to make sure I win as many games as I can and I perform because they may not want me in the next season. So I got to at least mm. know that my stats reflect my game to the best of my ability because I'm, my agent is going to have to shop me next year somewhere. Mm. But it's good to, if you can get that type of mindset out of your, get out of your own way, so to speak. Um, it makes it easier because you're just really focused on wanting to mm. be here. Mm. And should it's a great place to be. I mean, think about this. This is year six for me. Six years ago is a long time ago, and look how far this league has grown. Mm. It's now a place where guys really want to be because mm. it's it's grown leaps and bounds. Mm. Straight quality here. Good point. Okay, go. you got three, two more. Uh, Simon? Justin Simon from Sydney. And the big guy, pardon, excuse my, <laughs> excuse yours, the big guy from the Breakers, 
Get the big fella the ball. I don't care how Thank you, you do it. Just get the ball in his hand. Now, I don't think he'll be in there long term, but based on no, I like, round one. Done, I like, so, again, we've thrown this at you without much forewarning, but his five, if you were to pick the all-star NBL starting five from week one, would you have made any changes to that starting lineup? Yeah. Minor. Derek Parton at the five. Yep. He, he was exceptional. Um, that backcourt of Cotton and Derek Walton Jr. remains. I would put in I mean, Kyle Adam had a 30 piece, too. He did. It's hard to well, leave who's him he out. Well, ha- hey. It's hard to leave him out, but well, it's hard to get him in. Yeah, that's right. It's good. It's a good problem to have. I mean, if we're going to change, we're going round for round changing. Hmm. Well, then I put XRM in. He's in. Those four guards, point guards, yep. went to work. That was the round of the guards. So you're trying to pick a lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, picking yeah. players yeah, at their yeah, position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to. Let's do it. Let's do it every week. We'll see who goes in and who goes oh. out. Yeah, I'll be you shifting to do in that? and out. You know that. We've got to let you go. Anything else? Anything? Uh, is there anything else you want to kind of lose this week? Game of the round. Oh, yes, please. We're giving you got. two game of the round. Right. Yep. Go on. Kings and Brisbane is a game of the round because Brisbane don't want to go 0-2. Kings will be home, unveiling their championship banner, and then they come back to mm. Burn City. Mm. <laughs> now you know that's a big rival. Big rival. Mm, of course. I'm gonna tell you why. You know the whole the whole Melbourne Sydney thing. That's yeah, number but... one. And two, here's what you did here's what you don't remember. The last time the Sydney Kings played Melbourne United, you know what happened? They lost by like 48. Like 40, yeah. 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 Yeah, that'll be. Look, that ain't happening this time. Excuse me. Uh, we didn't it? thought it. We didn't think it was gonna happen last time. What? But more important, I'm not working Sunday, which means what? I'll be in the building watching mm. the XRM versus Derek Walton Jr. show. Nice. Dayan Vasiljevic. This could be the passing of the torch this season. Chris Goulding. I said Dayan Vasiljevic is to Sydney Kings what. CG43 is to Melbourne United, and they match up. Sydney will beat them by 15. <laughs> Big game. I like it. I can't Big wait. Big game. Uh, you're a beautiful man. Good so to see are you. you. And Thank we'll see you. you next week. And do your good deed. You know what we're talking about. Yeah, I'll think about <laughs> it. Let's see. I'll just let it sit there for a couple of days. <laughs> Corey, I'm sorry. Thanks to Ty Power. Like a three-point specialist, Ty Power always delivers. Buy three, get one free on selected Kumo toss. Going to talk some beer. Paul Bowker from Brick Lane joining us next. Coming up to the 5 o'clock news. A couple of weeks ago, you and I were out of the Brick Lane Brewery and having a great time. Yes, we were. With all the crew out there. The boss wasn't there. He was uh, otherwise occupied, mm. and oh. uh, yeah, as you can hear him in oh. the background, just getting ready for the segment, has just got back from uh, Oktoberfest, which I think is something that on, on a bucket list of a lot of Australians uh, and probably a lot of people who listen to this show. And he's brought in the Brick Lane Lager, which I didn't try when we were out there, Paul, but it's good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Uh, this, this is delicious. This is sweet and delicious. It's, uh, it's meant to be smooth, sweet, crisp, bitter, and very Moorish. Well, I reckon you've ticked just about every box from what I can tell. <laughs> uh, you've just come back from Oktoberfest. Is it is it somewhat inspired by kind of some of those German lagers that are globally so famous? Yeah, well, I mean, Oktoberfest is the global celebration of lager, uh, and it, it's pretty incredible. It, it's a two-week uh, two exhibition, really, on a park in Munich. Um, they are down about 8 million litres of beer. How many, people? Two, I, how many people are there, around about? Uh, they, I think they get about 4 million people through. Um, so... 
it's pretty phenomenal. Um, Tell, set it, paint the picture for us. If you, yeah. so you got what, what is, what's in front of you when you, when you're there? So I, I rocked up there on on day one, which is a big opening day, um, which is good and bad. So the good part is it's day one. <laughs> the bad part is there's quite a bit of ceremony. So there's this big parade. You get ten thousand Bavarians in traditional dress come through the middle. But no one's allowed to have a beer until the mayor comes in and taps the first keg. Right. So, uh, so we got there at about ten, and it wasn't. It was midday before we uh, had our first beer, it's which obviously you can, you can make up make up time for. But uh, right. it's um, it's amazing, and it's all pretty much all just German, or it is all German lager. All out of the big stein. Is it all out of the big steins? Yeah. Is it all that? Yeah. Big, big steins. I think there is an option for a small one. I yep. didn't see that. And um, you have to. How many can you get through? Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny yeah. thing is, and, and you'll notice when you taste this beer, it, it is Moorish, so, and it's clean and it's, mm. it doesn't bloat you up. Yeah. So drinking a litre of beer sounds like a task, but <laughs> when you're in that atmosphere, um, you can get through quite a few of them. I'm a, I'm a bit of a. I, I like smaller glasses because I like the beer to stay. Cold by Chilling. the time. Yeah, I do. I don't like, I don't like, um, schooners and pints are too big for me. I like a pot because by the time you get to at least the beer is still cold at the bottom of it. Is there an issue with the big steins that by the time you get, it's getting a bit flat and a bit warm? Not in Munich in uh, no, late right. September. But is that, is that, all, is that a little bit about, is that a little bit about what you're saying about the actual beer itself, depending on what you're drinking? If a beer's making you feel bloated, you're going to drink it a lot slower, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. And, and these beers are so fresh, yeah. like so fresh and so clean and so crisp. And they're all poured beautifully at the mm. right temperature. So uh, it's, it's certainly not an issue getting through a litre. <laughs> so at Oktoberfest, for those who haven't been there, is it a, you're sitting on a table, probably sharing it with like a big bench table, I imagine, with people. But do you, uh, are people coming around and you're sort of tapping your card or do you have to go up to the bar? What do you, how do you, how do you go and, you're going to go and get six of these steins. What do you, well, the what whole, do you do? Like the whole beauty of the, the whole Oktoberfest and drinking beer in Munich, um, and you've, pro- you've probably everyone's seen these photos of uh, um, guys and girls carrying steins mm. and like, it's phenomenal. They can carry you know, 15 of these things um, and they just walk out, slam them on the tables, um, most uh, tents that you go to, there's only one or two options for beer, so it's not not confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But part of the fun is watching them carry these things out to you. And is it what's it like the morning after the day before? Is oh. it uh, do you just go again? Like, is it one of those things where people lock themselves in for three or four days of this sort of stuff? Yeah, pretty much. So day, day one, you sort of strap yourself into your later housing and um, and away you go. Do you have to suit up. Oh yeah, you're yeah. expected to oh, get in. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you put your later housing on your your, your blue check shirt and your felt felt hat, uh, <laughs> yeah. and you're off. And uh, yeah, it's more than more than a one day activity. You'll go. Would you, would you whack the lighter housing on and the little peak well, I mean, cap with the well, feather sticking out the top? What's the alternative? Stand out the front and watch. Well, yeah, probably don't go there, I suppose. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, well, I think you've got to get involved, don't you? Thoroughly recommend it. Absolutely. Mm. Yep, yep. Uh, next year, I'll be back again. You will. Is that oh, the yeah. first time you've ever been there? I've been there before, yeah. but um, not, not for a little while. And uh, yeah, today or last, last couple of weeks, I certainly made the most of it. And was this the one that we got in our hand today, the Brick Lane Lager, which, look, again, I say this every week, um, it would be expected of us to say nice things about it, but it's a really easy to, beer to drink. Is, was this the first one that the Brick Lane Brewers ever made? Yeah, it was. And we actually made this beer for the first time before we'd even built the brewery in Germany, um, in Munich. So uh, our brew house came from Germany and uh, with the people that built it, we sat down and designed this beer that you're drinking today um, over there. So it's um, it's all Australian malt and all Australian ingredients, but... We use um, a yeast from Germany, um, from a brewery called Weinstefana, <laughs> which um, was around since the 1300s. So we're using this yeast that has origins from 
centuries ago, and that's what we use in this beer to give it that little bit of um, German Heller style. Yeah, 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 and so when you taste this and you kind of reference it against the German lagers, is it familiar? Uh, it's it's similar. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah okay. it is quite yep. similar, and yep. it's the style we went for because this beer is meant to be enjoyed, but also enjoyed. You know, for more than one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. they've nailed that style. So, And that's the Australian beer experience, isn't mm. it? You're going to go to a barbecue. You're going to go to a party. You're going to have, hopefully you'll leave your car at home. You're going to have half a dozen or so It's if you're in for the day. And you want a beer like this that can be, is going to be pretty consumable. Consumable and refreshing. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is it's 4.4%. So it doesn't knock you around too much. It's not like a big IPA or something. You know, if you take these steadily, you can, you know, have them for an afternoon at a barbecue and get up the next day and away you go. For Delicious. the for the uninitiated, and I'd probably consider myself uh, in that space, just describe the, 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 the primary differences between a lager and a draft. They're, today, they're sort of the same thing. Mm. So the real difference is um, draft now pretty much refers to beer on tap um, and often a lager on tap, but beer on tap... Um, and you'll often hear people say, you know, the best beer is draft beer. And it, it actually is because, you know, the beauty of draft beer is it comes out of a keg. It's usually extremely fresh because yep. it's high turnover. Yep. Um, it's served at the right temperature. It's in a glass and you're in a pub around the right people you want to be yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. Um, so draft beer is the best. And things out of a can, are, they're pretty good, but... You know, I think everyone always knows the best beer is the one you get in the front bar of a pub. Where does this sit alongside all your favourites at Brick Lane? Is it in your top three? Uh, this is, so, you know, I, the judge, the way I judge it is you look at the beer that the brewers always have at knockoff. And yep. the beer that they always reach at knockoff is this lager. If you haven't had a Brick Lane lager before, folks, and you like your beer, stop in and uh, pick yourself up half a dozen. It won't be the last half a dozen of these you buy. Paul Bowker, uh, good to see you again. Thanks for coming in. Cheers. Brick Lane Brewing, where lovers and makers of great beers come together. Join the community today. Uh, it's great to have Robot Building Supplies and Berwick, Bum Berwick BMW on board. Uh, stock's hard to get these days for, at car yards. No, I'm still waiting. They have got cars ready to go. So well, give us a look at yours for a up. bit. I've got the 330i at the moment. Now, I'm very lucky, before we get to Zane Cordy, the station wagon, it is magnificent. It is, oh, three kids and a dog and the surfboard. It is magnificent. It's it's a very smaller than the big SUVs. Lovely, lovely car. I hope well, they forget. Well, ooh, la -dee -da. Oh, It is a bit la -dee -da. I hope they forget they've given it to me. I hope Neil and the crew just completely forget that they've given it to me. Anyway, that's by the by. If you're looking for a car, Berry BMW, they've got cars down there ready to go. St Kilda's got itself uh, another key position player. He's ready to go. Uh, one of the deals done today after 118 games at the Western Bulldogs at 25 years of age in the prime of his career. Uh, Zane Cordy goes from the Dogs to the Saints, and he's been good enough to join us. Hey, mate, thanks for your time, and congratulations on the move. Uh, thank you very much, gentlemen. Yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind of emotion over the last couple of days, but, uh, yeah, I'm happy we're going to St Kilda. So I imagine it would have been, you know, the Cordy name and premiership player in his second year and... You know, the Western Bulldogs are good and, and Sydney, obviously, strong connections to your family. Um, how did it all start? How did it all play out for you? Um, so, yes, I think it would have been keeping me tabs on me uh, all year. Um, and in the last week or two, they came with a pretty attractive offer. Um, so I think the main thing for me was um, the, the sort of people they've got there. Um, and they've got a very exciting list. So I was uh, 
very happy to join a place that looks like it's going upwards. Zane, uh, well done on the move. Hopefully all goes well. At this time of year, players or teammates from the dogs are here, there and everywhere. So how do you go about trying to get to everyone yeah. in a timely matter and, 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 and say, you know, I'm on the move and you know, it's been great and premiership teammates with a lot of you. But how do you go about trying to say goodbye to everyone? Because I imagine it's uh, hard work trying to call a, call a team meeting this time of year. Yeah, it's extremely hard. Um, luckily, we've got a beautiful app called WhatsApp, so it works <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> um, most places around the world. But no, it was it was extremely hard. Um, obviously, I've been with a few boys for eight years, um, made some lifelong friends at uh, the Western Bulldogs. Not just players, but staff have been very good to me there. So I'm very grateful for the uh, last eight years. But I think it was. Um, a good time for me and a good move for me personally to uh, move on to St Kilda. How much of it comes down to you weighing up? You, you look at what's happening at the Western Bulldogs in terms of their list build and they're bringing giants in all over the place, just tall blokes are, you know, coming through Father Son or from interstate or wherever it might be. And yeah, you're one of them. Um, and you look at what's happening there and you know, gee whiz, there's a few of us around the joint now. And then, yeah, St Kilda, you know, been knocking on your door and, and you know, expressing interest and they clearly need more of your type. How much of it, how much of that do you weigh up when the ultimate decision needs to be made? Yeah, I think, I think that definitely does come into consideration. Um, and especially, I've been there for a few years now. So, um, I think for me, I felt like it was a good time for a, a fresh start, um, a new environment. Um, and yeah, it's, I said, Bulldogs are a very talented list, um, but then also St Kilda do as well. So I think, yeah, I think ultimately the decision was um, where I thought I'd get the most opportunity, and I thought St Kilda was the best option. Zane, you've played, you've played forward, you've played defensive forward, you've played key forward, you've played key back, you've pinch hit in the ruck. What was it that appealed to you about the Saints' opportunity one, but opportunity where? Have they said to you that we want to settle you down in a position or are you going to continue being that, that utility, that flexible player? What what does it look like for you at St Kilda? Uh, I think it does help that I can play multiple positions, but um, I think predominantly it will be uh, down back, um, yeah, sort of shoring up that key back role. But like I said before, I'm uh, open to playing multiple positions. Uh, just depends where, where what the club needs and what my teammates need. What were you thinking um, at the end of your second year? You played 11 games um, in total. You've won uh, eight of them. The last one you played in your second year is the grand final. You know, you're part of this team, this sort of Cinderella team, and you're so fresh in your career at that stage. Can you remember what you're thinking about footy and, um, you know, what was potentially going to happen to you and what you imagined your career would look like um, once the dust settled on that magnificent 2016 premiership? Um, yeah, well, my first year was uh, pretty riddled with uh, injuries. Didn't play much footy. Um, so I'd come into the AFL system thinking, oof, yeah, it's a pretty hard game. Yeah. Can't even get out of the park at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then second year, um, started the season quite strong in the VFL. Um, got picked for round eight, I think. Um, to play against Melbourne and then did my ankle on the Thursday training before the game. So I spent another six weeks out um, before before actually 
getting to play again. So um, I, I'd had a pretty tough career going starting up to that point. Um, and then, yeah, it was basically just a dream run into the finals. And um, we found that belief in that final series and went all the way. Um, so at the end of my second year, I thought, well, I've, I've been through downs and I've had a very big up here. Um, <laughs> footy can only really get better, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a, uh, That's Ge- amazing story. Geelong College, Geelong Falcons boy. Oh, Footscray to Geelong wasn't too far. Are you going to have to uh, relocate? What, is, what does life look like on that front? Uh, the Saints obviously train uh, down the road a little bit. So are you going to have to relocate or you're sweet where you are? Well, I'm actually right smack bang in the middle. So it's uh, worked out beautifully on the <laughs> I'm currently in uh, South Melbourne, so it's uh, it's not a bad drive down the, the Peen Highway. Mm, perfect. That's pretty easy. That's nice and easy. So let me go back to the end of 16. That that year you come in and you tell us what happened. You, know, you start and then you get the ankle when you're, you're about to be picked. You come in in round 19 and, and you kick goals that year. You, I, I, I can't remember all of the games, but we remember the last couple, obviously, you know, more vividly. But were, you, were they posting your forward once you came into that team in 16 were you is that what you were doing no i actually originally uh was playing backline okay. um and then round 19 we played against Geelong, and they were actually pumping us at half time so they um swapped me and i think joel hamling was playing forward at the time okay. so they swapped us and i started <laughs> playing center forward and yeah it went from there um did a few things well, the kosher thought so, um, and at that stage we were pretty riddled with injuries as well. So I was basically just filling in a role, and yeah, we end up going all the way. Just explain to us what is it? What does it feel like? You know, for mo- those most all of us almost who'll never be a free agent in the AFL. What 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 does it feel like? Mm. Does it play on your mind? throughout the season because, you know, you're only human. Of course, you're thinking about what your future looks like. You're seeing these young guys come into the dogs and you're thinking, geez, they might, you know, they, they look pretty talented. It might uh, look and get a bit harder for me. So what does it feel like to you as a free agent trying to play good footy for the dogs and be professional and win finals, but also start to think about, you know, what the next phase of your career looks like, whether it be at the dogs or, or somewhere else, uh, which is the way it's turned out with St Kilda. Um, yeah, I think it plays on your mind a little bit, um, especially playing throughout the year, um, trying to get good footy um, and good games. But, yeah, it can be hard when you know you're not contracted for the next year. And um, especially when no deal has sort of been put forward to you for most of the year. So it can play on your mind, but I'm probably a bit more of a traditionalist. So I try to just focus on what I can control. Um mm. If, yeah, if I can play good footy during the year, then a contract and stuff will work itself out. But, um, yeah, it can, can play on your mind a little bit. But, yeah, like I said, it sort of happened pretty quickly in the last week or two. So I wasn't really thinking about other teams at that stage during the year. So further to that, as you know, you've got a manager, obviously, and they're, they're having the conversations... You know, with the footy club, you don't have to do that unless, I guess, you want to. But they're doing all of that for you. Um, throughout the course of the season, you know, yeah, no, they haven't made up their mind yet, that being the Western Bulldogs. Do you take some solace from the fact that you know that there is another club out there that is, you know, got legitimate interest in you, even if the club that you're at um, isn't doesn't sound like it's coming to the table the way you might otherwise want them to? 
Um, I think I do, yeah. I think <laughs> I think it sort of uh, puts out the fact that you, you're doing something right um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the football field, um, especially if another team thinks uh, you're worth something. So I'll take, yeah, great pride in uh, what I achieved at the Western Bulldogs. But, yeah, St Kilda saw something they liked in me and um, I was more than happy to go down uh, the Nepean Highway. And are you a student? Or like, are you a footy junkie, Zane? Like, do you watch a lot of footy? Do you listen to a lot of, you know, like the TV? The, have you got Fox footy on? Are you listening? Like, are you a consumer of the game? Uh, to be honest, not really. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I try and limit the amount of football I watch. Um, I think me, personally, if you if you watch too much footy, it sort of consumes you a little bit. Uh, you've got to sort of have a life outside of um, the football club, but in saying that, I'd, I am still a big fan of uh, watching finals. Um, I feel like they're, they're the peak of our sport, and that's when uh, the best players really shine. So I'm, I'm still do watch a bit of football, but during the year, not so much. Uh, it's just a couple of guys you're going to play alongside down back. You know, you're a really versatile player. Josh Battles just established himself. As well back there, and Cal Wilkie, I think, is one Terrific of the more player, underrated, yeah. you know, key semi undersized defenders in the game. And you've got Dougal Howard, of course, who's uh, you know a lot bigger and taller and can play on the big forwards. But you've got a nice blend of versatile, you know, big bodied guys who can play on you know different players and different types of forwards. So it'll be a good group to be a part of. Yeah, exactly. I think that was one of the uh, main attractions is St Kilda's list. Um, it's rather youthful and yeah they've got a lot of talented players there um, they've, they weren't far off making finals this year um, apart from a few games so there's definitely um, an upside to, to their side and yeah I feel like I can help out in any way shape or form Last one from me I asked you about 2016 so I feel like I can ask you about 21 I, I, again and this goes sort of back to you know how obsessed with the game you are and Zane you hear a lot of old players talk about it's the ones you lost that you that you find yourself spending more time thinking about as opposed to the ones that you won. Have you made sense of the 2021 grand final in, in your own mind, how that played out and how it flipped as completely as it did halfway through that third quarter? Um, I have watched it once. Um, and I said it was a very tight contest till about uh, five minutes to go in the third quarter and yeah, Melbourne kicked I think it was about five extremely quick goals straight out of the centre and I feel like from there they basically just held their momentum and uh, we just couldn't stop in the last quarter, they just ran over the top of us and to be honest I think they were just too good on the day um, yeah, we, we give, gave them a good run but um, on that day they were just uh, far more impressive Zane, uh, last one for me as well, and we'll uh, let you get on to your off-season before yes. you worry about becoming a Saint. But you did come under a lot of criticism for uh, Mad Monday and the photos that were oh, out I there. I forgot about that. Um, yes. how, how did you reflect on that or deal with that? Was it just a, was it a little overblown from your point of view? How did you reflect uh, on that whole situation? Um, oh, I thought it took it pretty well. I... Um, uh, there's nothing wrong with letting your hair down, but um, in my case, it probably went a tad too far. Um, but, yeah, in saying that, um, we are still all mm. human. Yeah. Um, 
sometimes we need a little bit of break. Um, but, yeah, it's also within reason as well. Um, so, yeah, in the end, I was, uh, I was, yeah, I was, I was thankful for the comments. Um, like sometimes you need a little uh, kick up the butt <laughs> and you do something like that. So, um, but yeah, in in hindsight as well, um, we still are human and we need to have a break every now and then. So, so I, I, I I'd completely forgotten about that. So, you, you you take responsibility for the position you find yourself in, but. Is there a bit of you that thinks, why is that getting media attention? Why is that getting published? Um, oh, it's just the world we live in these yeah, days. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not much else I can say on that topic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just it's the fact is, yeah, we're in the limelight and in basically we are role models to people in society. So there is a certain um, level of standard we need to hold ourselves to. So, yeah, I take full responsibility for my actions on the day, but then also I like to get, have a bit of give and take. Um, yeah, we, we do need to have a break after a long year as well. Yeah. Um, mate, well done on, on the move. We wish you all the very best. You've had you know terrific half of your career at the Western Bulldogs. You've been to the mountain, and I'm sure that every St Kilda supporter is hoping that uh, you're going to get to taste that, uh, that magnificent day in September again in the red, black and white. So... Good luck with everything in front of you. Thanks for having a chat and um, enjoy the off-season. We, we appreciate your time. No worries, boys. Enjoy your night. Yeah, good Thank on you, you, mate. Zane, Cordy, ex-dog. Ex-dog. Now saint. Uh, great to have you with us. Uh, lines are open, one 300 Keep sending through your uh, texts yeah, on the 40, 40 Winks uh, temper text line, one 1116 uh, The Jack Bowes story is the big one of the day. A lot of people... Uh, weighing into that uh, at the start of the show. That's part of what we'll throw into the mix between now and six when we uh, get it done. I mean, is the whole equalisation process of the AFL. We understand it sort of underpins part of the philosophy of, you know, uh, the management of the game with the draft and the, you know, the whole box and dice. Is it worth When you see Jack Bowes, you know, a player who had uh, three clubs at least very much in his wheelhouse and pitching free services... Two of the Messner and Hawthorne who finished way down the ladder this year and could do with A, the pick, and B, the player, and could accommodate the 1.6. Instead, and, and and probably both of them, he's likely to play more games for, you would think so, than Geelong. Do you want to just waver them all out? NFL fantasy football style. The worst ranked team get access to the pick what? of the picks and players. No. And if you... Uh, then pass, it goes to the next one and the next one and the next one. No, well, well, no, but I think so. Look, if if we hold true to the belief that we have an equalisation um, philosophy mm. that underpins the game so that everybody can get better because of the systems that we put in place, yep. um, then some, some more needs to be done because it's not, it's not working. And, and it's not a criticism of the Sydneys and the Geelongs and the... Um, you know, those who are good enough to stay atop the ladder, they're, they're probably the two of the very best in the last 20 years at it. But it's not, it's not a criticism of Richmond. It's not a criticism of them. I, I mean, Richmond, Richmond comes off winning three flags in four years and suddenly can bring in Tim Taranto, probably Jacob Hopper, uh, and having brought in Tom Lynch. And, you know, th- this is a club. Tom that, Lynch came in yeah, yeah, well, a while yeah, ago. Yeah, well, yeah, what, well have, haven't, who's come in since? No, well, they haven't needed anyone since, mate. They've been winning flags. So they don't win a premiership for two years and suddenly they go and get two 
potential well, A grade midfielders. Perhaps that's because other clubs have pinched their players. Well, like who? Riol, uh, Higgins, Butler. Yeah, well, I'm sure they, they were quite happy to live. They knew what they had coming through. They've got a bloke who can pick both of them up now, with all due respect to both of those blokes. Mm. Shy Bolton is, put those two together, and Bolton is twice of them already. I mean, so they've and they've got players already, and that the young Rioli's a terrific player, and he he's going to get better and better. So they've got those two covered in spades. They lose uh, Mabby or Chole and Callum Coleman-Jones. Yeah, true. Yep, no problem. Who they would dearly love one of those two heading into next year. Oh, they probably would. That's true. But um, it's sort I of... I think it's... a it's. But, but I, I'm not disregarding what you're saying, but I do think it is probably a little prisoner of the moment-ish. Yeah, there's no doubt it's the whatever's in front of you at the moment is dominating. But um, as I said to you before, and it's kind of been rolling around the back of my mind a bit throughout the show when we've had a moment or two to reflect, but what Geelong has accessed has been accessed because Gold Coast put it out there. Yeah, well, that's... The seven and yes. the play, right? So so Geelong are good enough to, you know, to to pitch that to Jack Bowes. They're good enough to manage their cap the way they do. They're good enough to convince players to play for unders. Mm. It's magnificent. What Geelong are doing is is competition and standard leading. So well done to you, Cats. But right here, right now, having seen what Geelong's been able to access with the pick and the player, I guarantee you right now, list managers are go- at top clubs who aren't going to get access to top 10 picks because of where they finish on the ladder. Mm. They're going to be looking at teams who they know to be under salary cap pressure, who are in the bottom half of the ladder, and they will be targeting, hey, listen, we know you're under a bit of pressure. We know that you've got a bloke who you're paying, you know, way overs and you've got a contract for three. You, you will take that contract off you. You don't even need to cry poor. You don't even go to the market. We'll do it for you. We will take player A uh, will we'll absorb the contract, but we want your first pick. Yes. Clubs will be using this now. Yeah, no doubt. And maybe the light had never gone off in the minds of any of them as a possibility. Oh, I think that is absolutely the case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me – the thought just came to me in a sense. I think Danger and I have spoken about this on the field on, on the, the field, field podcast. The award-winning. Download from your favourite podcast provider. Go to the YouTube channel, actually. Oh, it's, it's flying. Doing some amazing numbers. The YouTube channel. Correct. YouTube. We know it. Y-O-U, capital T, Thank U-B-E. You. you can, how, what do you just type in the field? JJ and Danger. Perfect. Not JJ the field. First, Don't type in the field. Then Danger. All right. Um, Why are you first? Because I do all the work. He's the star. Beg your pardon. Without, without any, I don't even want to apologise for that. <laughs> Maybe you are a very good media. There is some. I just want that known. Don't backtrack. Maybe there is some validity a in big future. If you stick at it, some validity in keeping your older players, Richmond and Geelong. Let's take both as an ex- example. Why you know you talk about Taranto and Hopper coming in on mm. big contracts. Mm. I wonder why they are able to afford them. Trent Cotchin goes around again. Yep, well, probably on, goes from eight hundred. To 300. Yep. That's just, you know, I think that would be a roundabout. Yep. Jack Revolt goes around again. Probably 750 to 300. All of a sudden, you found a million. Mm. You found yeah. a million bucks. No, it makes so sense. Tom Hawkins goes around again. Joel Selwood finishes, so yep. money Dangerfield is, is, is freed up there. Yep. But you've got... Well, you've got 12 bucks over 30. That's right. Who 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 all could 
could probably argue that they're, they're worth more than they get paid. Mm. Might be a couple who are getting what they're worth. Might be a couple getting more than they're it's, worth. Well, they dig in, do they? Refuse mate, to take a pay well, cut. Well, maybe they do. No one knows. But you reckon I know how much people get paid. <laughs> but the the that's a good the point. notion in keeping a couple of older players. Mm. Now, my view has always been, and I think it's generally the way you get paid on potential early. So you get paid overs at the start and unders at the end. So you get paid overs because of your potential and what you might be able to deliver yep. Yep. and to keep you away from other clubs. And then at the end, you play for unders when you're probably still a high-performing player. Isaac Smith, Norm Smith medalist, yep. probably playing for not much. Richmond would have a few of those. Shane Edwards probably didn't play for much. Yeah, that's a good point. That's, I, I, that's I, probably where the cap relief comes from for those clubs who are at the top. And he's how on earth can they absorb Jack Bowes' contract? Well, that's that's probably how. How can they get well, Taranto in? Well, that's how. The, the days of doubting clubs, um, you know, being... Um, oh, Ill, illegitimate? Yeah, yeah. No one's doing no, that. No, no, of no course. No one's doing that, that anymore. So it's not, f- it's not no, that. No. It's it's more whether they should be allowed to access through these sorts of means. Now, that's the kind of thing that I think the game will ask itself these questions. If this becomes a standard way of recruiting in or certainly buying in, if you like, um, top-end draft picks. This is the new game. This will be – this is the absolute icebreaker and this will no doubt, if it's allowed to be uh, accessed going forward, uh, this will be the way of the future. The good clubs will be doing this. They'll be on the front foot trying to uh, access these sorts of deals Mm. going forward. Uh, You can count on that. Let's get to the news. Uh, Pete, Brett – don't go anywhere. Quick news break with Stone Cold. Get your calls when we come back. Given all the chat about you know, Andrew Thorburn before we get to our callers, um, you know, and you know, the Christian beliefs and all of that sort of stuff, felt like we needed to just kind of take the pressure down a bit at the start of the show. But the big bloke who's sharing the studio with me isn't a big fan of the moon, which has become a bit of a standard on this show over the last couple of years. And I appreciate not everybody's you know, buys into the silliness of the men, uh, movement that has been started by uh, all of us here on the run home. And we were going to play um, religion men today, you know, those who are in the game who have got a some sort of religious uh, connotation attached to their name. And you poo-pooed it and said you didn't want to play along, so it kind of rained on that parade. But I just want it known that... That's you know, farcial. Yeah, I think it's farcial. Uh, we just... I just want people... <sighs> that We were wanting to get a men done. We'll have to wait till Gazy comes back, but... The religion and concept was going to be fun. We had some ideas. People like Michael Christian. You had some ideas. Lockie Neal, Matthew Bishop, Troy Chaplin, Carl Amen, Hannah Priest. So we got into the AFLW. Just it's the sort of thing that we were going to get done, okay? So he didn't like it because he's, oh, Mr. Serious, and I've got a lot of serious things to say, and I'm a serious man, and, you know, I think deeply about deep and serious things in footy. Didn't want to do the men's. But anyway. We would have had some fun with it. See, you done. Troy Chaplin. It's funny. You done. Uh, Peter's in Fitzroy. Um, Pete, welcome to the show. Lines are open between now and six. Thanks, Andy. On a serious note and also Thank in you. line with your religious thing, oh. just wondering, with the uh, Thorburn situation, would that preclude a Muslim applying for the CEO job of Essendon? Well, Pete, this question has been asked by, I reckon, 274 people today on this radio station, and it would depend on that person's stated beliefs. So uh, you need to assess the individual on on their merits, Peter. So um, absolutely, no, I don't think it would, but um, you would need to take on board the, the stated position of that person 
um, before you made the decision. So th- that would be my answer to that, Peter. Um, uh, I, I, we, we, that question has been asked so often. Uh, appreciate your call, mate. Brett's in St Albans. Good afternoon to you, mate. Yeah, g'day. I've got a quick double rocks, a pox, and a oh, question for JJ. I'll be quick. Oh, no, 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 you, hey, 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 you can take as much time as you like. Oh. Yeah, thanks, Knackers. Hey, rocks. <laughs> Cairns, Taipans, Guernsey the other night. Fantastic for the NBL season. Mm-hmm. Yes or no? Yep, like next, it, one, yep. next, next one goes for you, Ray. The tip for Cool and Gatter a few weeks ago Thank made you. a mint. Thank Cheers, you. Chieftain. Gee, she hung on gamely, did she? Hung on as as the Bella Nipotina was coming at her. Cheers was a good win. Didn't get that tip from JJ. No, nah, well, but anyway, you know, stick with me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the, uh, the, the accurate one. goes to Dave Taggart for crapping himself on air. Yeah, and then he's a caramello koala. Did he actually? Did yeah. He, yeah. Was there issues? Was yeah, it DK, Met, DK Metcalf type? There was an issue. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there was. Yeah, and right JJ. Yes. Question. Yes. You played with Sam Shaw, yeah? I did. How good a player would he have been if he hadn't have been ru- ruined by injuries? Uh, he he def- definitely showed glimpses. Uh, attacking athletic left footer out of the half-back line. Third tall defender. I'm trying to think, trying uh, to think of a comparison. A bit uh, Grant Birchall? No, a no, bit no, uh, no. the boy at Adelaide now from Sydney. A bit Tom Duday-ish. Well, he's not the one I was thinking of because he's no. a right footer. A bit Tom Duday-ish. Oh, it's easy to imagine a right footer being a left footer, I would think. <laughs> Surely. Man. Who's the bloke from Sydney who went to Adelaide? <laughs> want to uh, kick the goal in the show? Dawson. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Not a little him. more no, right uh, aerial and oh, uh, okay, right, uh, yep. close checking defender-ish right. than that. Yeah. Yeah. Good questions, though, Brett. Mm. Like what, what, what made you bring up yeah. Sammy Shaw out of interest? Oh, I've got an Adelaide supporter busting my agates about it, mate. <laughs> he was too scared to ring you up, so you asked me to do it. So there you go, there you go, Pleb. Well, he's in the, he's in the coaching. If, if you're out there, Dean Gorman, if you're out there listening, you Pleb. So, you know, Pleb, man, give us a call. We're nothing to be afraid of here. If, nah. if Brett, your mate Brett's become one of our favourites. So, uh, give us a call. Don't be a strong. Don't make him do the heavy lifting for you next time. Adrian's in Roval. Uh, welcome to the show again, mate. How are we going, boys? Yeah, good. Missed the opportunity last night when you were talking about Jason Horn Francis and Zach Butters and the potential trade. I put it to you guys. Is Jason Horn Francis the greatest myth in football since Courtney John? <laughs> wow. This kid came through the junior system when there was no junior footy being played in Victoria. I, I don't get it. Like, Zach Butters has proven his worth. That kid could be anything. I'm an Essendon supporter, so I've got no vested interest in either side. But is Jason Horn Francis, who's played off the halfback flank this year, who's supposed to be this full inside midfielder, who's supposed to be as good as Pat Cripps and Chris Judd and every other you know excellent first year player we've ever seen play the game? Is he the greatest myth in football? Because I honestly think he's getting into court and John's territory. This guy's in rare air. Go on, JJ. Well, you were the one yesterday bold enough to say you're not sure whether you'd trade Butters for. No, no, I wasn't. No, I didn't say I'm not sure. I said I wouldn't. There's no uncertainty what about I, Well, Horn Francis, now, the the element that the Victorian kids were hidden a little bit because of the fact they didn't play is true. Yep. So maybe Horn Francis's performances were amplified a little bit, but he was doing it in the SANFL. Correct. Which has been proven, if you can do it in the SANFL against men mm. in the second, probably the second best competition outside the AFL, then that's usually enough.
What I'd say, Adrian, is simply this. Forget about what he did uh, last year. Just wipe, just wipe, yeah, wipe the canvas. He was unsettled. Blank. Unhappy. Uh, the club was unstable. Uh, get rid of it. Don't even... It's, it's almost like 2022 for that kid. Yeah. Never happened from a football perspective. And, but hopefully with a few lessons learned. Yeah, well, he needs... the next season. Yeah, he needs... But, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not... I've, I've, I've just stepped away from the trade space a little bit. But... I'm not. This is why I'm not. I'm not certain this is one that gets done. Oh, it's hard. Well, it's going to be interesting to see without a player coming forward mm. from well, Port. Well, Riley, or bon, a third Riley party. Bonner. Riley Bonner's the last, the latest one that's been. Well, Riley Bonner ain't going to get it done. No, no, no. He's the add-on. Well, so it's got to be Port were the ones coming out saying, it's, in a sense, it's worth exploring options. They're not having to go to him and say, look, we want it. We want to trade you because. You're of great value. Mm. They are, in a sense, moving him along. Yeah, but that's well. That's right. And so, seeing whether there is yep, trade value. Yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, it's a first round, a future first, and the, that's where that's seemingly where we've landed. And I'm with you. I'm not sure that's going to be enough at this stage. Um, we'll wait and see. Michael's impressed. And good afternoon to you, mate. Boys, boys. I just wonder, you, Josh. You're talking about Richmond and Geelong keeping their older players. Does that make it worthwhile? And I know that they're already there at the club. Does that make it worthwhile that North Melbourne should maybe try and chase either both the Kennedys or one of the Kennedys and maybe a Monday and get them for lesser money, but their experience is invaluable? Yeah, I like, I, I love the Monday conversation because to my eye, I saw Fremantle play live four or five times this year and watch them, of course on the tally a few times. So I probably saw close to half their game. So mm. put that out there. I didn't see... Oh, he's still an AFL player. Of course he is. His birth certificate is why he's not playing in the AFL next year. So if you could go and get David Mundy on a on a one plus two or two plus one, let's just call it a three-year deal. And we'll say, you'll play for as long as you want to and we want you to and your form stands up. If yep. it's three years, that's great. Terrific. Yep. It shouldn't be... One, and then you've got to go into coaching. It should be, we want you to play for as long as you can and as long as you can help us. We don't really care how old you are. Mm. No, it makes sense. No doubt it makes sense. He's the one, definitely. Josh Kennedy, of course, from West Coast would be... He's not going anywhere now. No, he's not. And imagine he'd be well and truly settled and happy off-field. And Josh Kennedy from Sydney had his hamstring issues at the end of his career. So from a coaching point of view. But David Mundy, still playing to the standard... Well, does he get a game for North Melbourne round one next well, year? You'd, you'd say yes. Thank you. Yeah. Let's get to a break. It's a quarter to six. Hamish, don't go anywhere. I want to hear what you've got to say about the Saners when we come back. We're here for Robot Building Supplies. Robot's got it. And Berwick BMW. Berwick BMW. Pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. Oh. Uh, just before we get to our callers, uh, Tommy... Uh, Berry has gone to Gold Coast. That deal has been done. Yes. Uh, uh, for he's going to the oh, Don't worry about that. We'll get to the callers. It's just, but it's the picks are going to help get the young fellas, Ashcroft and Jasper Fletcher. And the other deal that's been done is Ben Long has officially moved to the Gold Coast Sun. So that paperwork pending thanks to Mick Gleeson and Josh Gabalik. Dan is in Mount Martha. Got to get to this call. Hello, Daniel, son. Hi, Andy. I just thought I'd call up and give you a bit of praise. I've been listening yesterday afternoon and today, and you've had a lot of callers commenting on religions they don't know much about, and it's just not relevant. So 
sort of call up and say, well done, you're a true professional. Thank you, Dan. I don't know. Yesterday, when this story was running yesterday, before the announcement that the resignation had taken place, it is a vexed subject because oh, yeah. we, we, we talk about footy and sport. Yeah, for you do feel... No. Oh, I, I certainly felt a little out of my depth, but yeah. I, I, I spoke from the point of view of being inside a footy club and what it would potentially feel like and the problems that it may cause. Yeah. Because that's the angle I can speak yep. to. Yep. Thanks, Dan. Good on you, mate. Hamish is in East Brunswick. Uh, good afternoon to you, mate. Yeah, g'day, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Um, just thought we could have a quick chat about the Saints. Um, I'm a massive Saints supporter. Uh, and this trade season really has just been another, I think, a disaster. Uh, the last five or six years, bar Jack Steele, has been nothing short of embarrassing. I mean, today just tops it off with uh, Zane Cordy. I mean, where are we at? Didn't we, we, we've, we've gone through this, we've, we've, you know, had Carlisle, had a crack at Logan Austin, um, all these washed up, you know, why is Carl Hardigan on the list, um, you know, on the radar? Where, where are we at as a, as a footy club? We've got Ben Long, who's just been signed from the Gold Coast, asked to be traded there. Why aren't we throwing our hat in the ring to get Jack Bowes and, and pick seven? It, it just, it really baffles, baffles, baffles me as, as where we're at as a club. And I guess I just wanted to pick your brain on what's, where are you seeing the, the St Kilda Football Club in the next two to three years? You sound very down in the dumps there, Huey. Uh, let Hamish. Oh, was it? Hamish. What did I say? Huey. Oh, Huey's on the mind. You've got Huey on your brain. While he's oh, yeah. coming at me. Huey, just relax, mate. Just put your phone down and stop texting, Coco. <laughs> you are one more text away from being blocked. Seriously, well, you steady, are. Steady, steady, he steady. He is. He's just a pest. Uh, you made your point. It's been read. Now move on, Coco. Gee. Jeepers. Well, it's why that it's why Hamish you've got nothing better to do. Hamish, let's let's hope. I hope the Saints can nail pick nine for one and twenty eight for another. That's where their focus ought to be. Well, Jeff Walsh, Don't you think? yeah, Jeff Jeff Walsh has come in. Yeah, he was he, strong, and he said, "Look, you know, we we are not where we want to be. Irrelevant, yeah, irrelevant." He and he said, "I hope that is abrasive. I he hope said that, that sits abrasively in the ear of St Kilda supporters." Hamish, you're ahead of that. You didn't need to hear Jeff Walsh tell you that. Clearly, you've been there for a while now. But Jeff Walsh is a hard-nosed, oh. cold-blooded football operative. Um, and he'll do everything he can to do exactly what you want, and that is bring some top-end talent one way or another. Not just this year. He might have got there a bit too late for this year. He'll try his hardest, but next year and the year after and the year after that. So it might be a longer process than you want. But hopefully they get there, mate. All the best. See you tomorrow.